we rejoin the party in a tense situation with Ferris wanting to murder all the gnolls, but the rest of the party wanting to talk. Eventually, Bacasa shows himself and challenges Cal William to single combat. Cal William accepts, and it does not go well, but Yaramir intervenes, unleashing his magic on Bacasa. The injured Null becomes enraged at Yaramir and sends him to the ground with a mighty blow. Chaos follows, and the rest of the Nulls unleash snarling wolves into the fray. Bukasa goes down, and the party fall back while fighting off the attackers. The retreat does not go well. Nash is slain, Grimes fumbles an improvised Molotov, and all the while Yaramir bleeds. The party manages to turn the tide of battle, and soon the corridor is littered with the dead. Despite being in bad shape, the party decide to enter the tomb once more and finish off the last of the gnolls inside. As they search the tomb, which is now more like the inside of an abattoir, and find no more living gnolls, but more disturbingly, there is no sign of Bacasa or Nash. The party also find a collection of various coins hammered into a large sheet. They eventually spot a group of gnolls fleeing down the mountain, dragging sleighs behind them, and they identify one of the shapes on the sleighs to be Bacasa. The party decide not to pursue, and instead get some much-needed rest and return to the fort, as Yaramir was in desperate need of aid. Using the coin sheet and some polar bear furs, they make a stretcher for Yaramir and head out. The weather holds and there are no attacks during the trek. Yaramir's conditions get worse, however. They finally reach the safety of the keep, despite snowballs attacking them near the gates. While resting, they brief the fort commander on what they learned out in the field. They also study the coin sheet they brought back and discover it is worth a small fortune. Will Ferris become the master chef of Caldonia? What secrets will the party discover in Bacasa's abandoned lair? Have we seen the last of Nash? Let's find out now on Frozen Frontier. Hey everybody and welcome to the Frozen Frontier. How are you guys doing today? I'm tired. Oh, yeah. I got bags under my eyes. You probably can't see because I'm all red-faced in my camera. Yeah. But they're hiding the bags. It's beautiful. They're hiding the bags, yeah. Oh. Well, I was uh, up too late. My, my mom had a 50th, uh, not anniversary, 50th birthday party. 50th and anniversary of something. Right? Anniversary of her birth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I stayed up too late and drank a little bit too much. And I learned a very important lesson. Pudding shots are gross. Don't eat them. <laughs> Oh, uh, sounds gross. They're bad. What even is that? Um, so my mom apparently made uh, white Russians and put them into chocolate pudding mix and then oh, left no. them to sit in the refrigerator. Sounds, sounds delicious. Gross. Oh no, my god, I'm no. so ready for those. It's basically alcoholic pudding. Yeah. Why not just that... drink the white Russian and eat the chocolate cake at the same time? <laughs> I, I, when you're 50, I guess it's it's more fun to. to <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it it was it was it was bad it was not good did you tell her uh, it was bad 
Uh, she knows. <laughs> I didn't say, Mom, this is fucking terrible, but I'm I'm not someone that easily keeps emotions on under under my my uh, coat, as it were. Got it. Sure. That that is not a phrase anyone says, but I'm gonna roll with it. I'm like Shakespeare, <laughs> making shit up. Well, how have the rest of you been? Nick, you look like you're sweating. Yeah, it's hot, man. I'm in a similar boat to Greg. Stayed up too late. Drank oh. too much. That makes three of us. I feel yeah. like shit. But, you know, it's all right. Um, I've been up to much else during the week, so. When do you uh, move into your new place? Still haven't got a date, so they're all saying the end of July. But we have to give a month's notice on our flat, and we can't really give the notice until we know for sure the date, so. Right. I guess it'll be a month from the date we get when we get a date. Pretty cool. Yeah, soon. I will soon will have a different thing behind me. <laughs> that was dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that needs Excellent. to be a GIF. It can replace the dramatic squirrel. It's just dramatic. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Are you looking forward to moving in? Your new yeah, place? I am now. Yeah, just um, sort of dragged on a little bit now. I can't remember. I think it's only been like three months or something since I started looking. But once you've found somewhere and the offer's been accepted, it's a bit of a, it's kind of annoying to have to wait two months before anything happens. I can imagine. You know, it's going to be even hotter in Manchester than it is in Liverpool. I was checking the weather. It's a whole four degrees warmer. Well, I'm in, I'm in Manchester already, so. What, does it, con what does it convert to in real it's, people temperature? No, no, that, that is real people temperature. Oh, and that's in Fahrenheit? Okay. Yeah, it's in Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, I moved to Manchester about a year ago, right? Yeah, no, of course, right, because you <laughs> yeah. moved in with, yeah, right, right, right. Sure. These things get forgotten. This isn't the flat that you came to. No, it's not. It's a different room in a different building. Yeah, oh. I do recall. So that. how hot, how hot is it there right now? I don't know, too hot. 73. Oh, that's, that's, that's what it is here. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, you, that's, I love this weather. 94 here, thank you very oh, much. Oh my word. Yeah, really? but you've all got air conditioning in your houses, haven't you? So we don't no, have I don't. <laughs> No, oh, okay. I don't know. I just suffer. <laughs> but it's all it's, about relative. It's cheaper heat. not to have air conditioning in a little yeah. apartment. I just open up the windows. Yep. It's all about the relative heat. You know, if you're used to the frigid temperatures of England, then I'm sure 73 <laughs> is, you know, boiling. Yeah, man. This is like really hot. 20, 23 or 24, yeah. it's saying this. I, I, will, I will admit that before I, I lived Perfect. through summer times here, I, I used to bitch whenever it went above like 65. When I was in Vietnam and it got down to like 70s, people would start putting on parkas. Or, you know, those like big, heavy, inflatable, or, you know, the, the you know, sectioned off really? coats. Puffy jackets. The big yeah. puffy jackets. Once it got into the 70s, like 75, they're like, oh my God, it's freezing. And us from California are walking around in sandals and a t-shirt. And they're like, what is it doing? <laughs> and that means they wear like shorts in Russia when it's like 20. Yeah. People are crazy. Ah. <sighs> Uh, Ryan, man, what's going on? Doing well. I'm well rested. Uh, I prob <laughs> probably did drink too much last night, but my hobgoblin liver took care of that for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've got, got a bunch of surprise grading this weekend, so this will be a nice nice little break for me. Are we just a bunch of degenerates? What? Sitting around yeah. and playing Dungeons and Dragons on a Sunday after drinking too much the night before. <laughs> that doesn't sound like degenerates to me. That sounds like good people. <laughs> sounds like people you want to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Business as usual. How many Sean? pounds of berries oh. do you have left? 
Uh, we froze every almost everything at this point. I don't know how many we wound up. It was well, between four of us. It was over a hundred dollars worth of berries. Yeah, but I have no idea how much that is when you yeah pick much... them by yourself. Which you uh, a... which berry season is it? Dozens of pounds. Uh, so on the fourth of July, we went berry picking for the. I went with some friends. Uh, for those of us not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, okay, so it was California. So it should be the um, same, right? Yeah, it, it was a cold winter, so it was pretty late season. So we got strawberries, raspberries, something called the Tayberry, which I guess is like a blackberry raspberry yeah. hybrid. That's super good. It is good. It's delicious. And then these little black caps. It's like a, I don't know if you've seen like a thimbleberry, but they were black. Cool. All right. It sounds like it sounds like my kind of berry season. I always forget what when my berry season is, which is all the raspberries and blackberries and shit. And I always end up going to Lee Farms way too late. So I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm gonna go hit up Blue Farms after the stream and get flats <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, blueberries are my favorite, but that the mm. season has been delayed. So you said dozens of pounds. Yeah. So are yeah, like 25, 30 pounds of berries. Yeah, not all of it is was ours. Like this was an expedition. Right. Split between. Split it up. Of course. You only yeah. get 25 percent. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, there's probably I don't know 20 pounds of berries or something in our freezer. We've got we've got a big chest freezer stocked full of meat and berries now. Right, and berries. prepare for the apocalypse. You said thimbleberries that are black, right? Yeah, they're berries. Black caps, I think they were called. I think it's thimbleberries, raspberries. Is that not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like shaped. It's like a little. It's like a little cup that you like pop off the. Yeah, they're just called blackberries, man. That's what we no, call. That's black... what we call blackberry. Look, really? Put it in, put it in Google so... blackberry food. Blackberry food. <laughs> yeah. I just came with a bunch of pictures of phones. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. That's, that's something else. They're everywhere in England, though. Can't move those fuckers. Yeah, the, unless there's like a different Google in England. Yeah, no, the, those are blackberries here as well. It's it's the British Google. It admonishes you for not for dropping your you. <laughs> yeah, search, search for black cap food or black cap berry. They, they look pretty similar from the image, but they're they're like hollow on the inside. It, it's like a cap, and so like mm. you, and the stem or whatever you call the thing that we needed we needed to play D and D and stop talking about. All right, Sean, Sorry. how's it going, man? <laughs> uh, good. I stayed up too late last night as well. I did not drink though, so I'm I'm slightly less degenerate than the rest. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fair. Retroactive. <laughs> Um, not a whole lot. I, I've been, I have like the light of God shining through my window right now because I'm in like a budget backup Ooh. room. Somebody set my floor on fire. Oh, you're still there. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that sounds I like a good be, story, right? It's, I don't know. It's not that interesting. Like I was just playing games. I was like, I'm going to enjoy my 4th of July. And then all of a sudden I hear like beeping coming from outside the, outside the room. So I walk out in the hall and there's just smoke everywhere. And I'm like, are we burning down? <laughs> Is this it? Yeah, somebody somebody uh, decided to try and microwave a Hot Pocket. And the microwave was like, hey, instead of microwaving that Hot Pocket, how about I completely melt the entire micro fridge instead? And the floor got set on fire and we had to evacuate the whole thing because there's smoke soot everywhere. So just to clarify, this is a fr combination fridge, freezer, microwave? Yes. Modern technology is amazing. Yeah, uh, they just tried to make a hot pocket, and it was like the first time they ever used the microwave. And I guess the microwave just wasn't having it, and decided to break instead. 
thing. It's not like a thing you can't do. I would have thought you could microwave a hot pocket. No, yeah, you can. I think it just broke. I don't. Right. Like it, they're kind of old, and he hadn't used it ever, so I think it was just broken. But nobody uses the microwaves on these things, so they just didn't know. I once had a roommate that tried to microwave a yam, and it set the yam on fire and burned down the microwave. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't expect the yam to start on fire. No, like when the, we got the yam out of the microwave, which you know had filled the whole house with smoke, it was just like a mm -hmm. dried crust of what once was, like burnt toast. Uh, Aaron did this several months ago. Yeah, one of, <laughs> one of my old English teachers was making a, like the microwave popcorn and they accidentally added like an extra zero to what they usually do. And they went to the they went to the bathroom during this time and they came back to just like yellow smoke pouring out. <laughs> yeah. So is, is a yam a sweet potato? I'm getting really confused. Uh, yes, yes but no. They're same, same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you call it a sweet potato, you're not entirely wrong, and you'll have certain people go, eh, it's not the same thing, but it is. What like the difference sweet between a blackberry and a tayberry, uh, you know? A sweet potato is orange, right? Sweet potatoes, I think, are a little more yellowish. There's, They're disgusting yeah. anyways. It doesn't matter. See, I think what you call yams, we call sweet potatoes. Uh, there is a similar confusion here as well. well I am confused. People use, people use them interchangeably, and they're not. And... It's it's fine. There's like hundreds of varieties of potatoes. If right, you're well, in, if you're in DC and you go to the American Indian Museum, they've got a whole potato exhibit with just all all the potatoes. According to ncsweetpotatoes.com, all sweet potatoes are actually yams, or all yams uh, are actually sweet potatoes. Well, which one is but it? Not all sweet potatoes are yams. Yeah, it's, there's a difference there. Neil. You can't just say both. Uh, the sweet orange-colored root vegetable that you love so dearly is actually a sweet potato. Yes, all so-called yams are in fact sweet potatoes. But a yam is a thing. So is a yam, yam is a something type of else. Sweet potato. Uh, most people think that the long, red, skinny sweet potatoes are yams, but they are really just one of the many varieties of sweet potatoes. So they are the well, yams. Whoever's wrote that has not done a great job. A, a yam is a subset of sweet potato. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. it, so it is a yam. It's just. I think a, according to Wikipedia, a yam is a common name. Oh, yeah. I found the diagram to explain it. Oh, you have a diagram? <laughs> yeah. I'll make a mathematical model. <laughs> so, when, what's the origin of this word? The name yam appears to derive from the Portuguese inhame. There you go. I'll put it in chat for anyone who's interested. There you go, guys. This will answer all your sweet potato. All right, and after this, let's play some D&D, &D, okay? This, this will be the last thing we do. Are you in the United States? Yes, probably a sweet potato, unless you're at the grocery store that also sells yams. <laughs> oh, that's not helpful. I think on the West like... Coast, yam is more common, or maybe just my family. Yam is something family very much the yams. The South. If, if you go to the South and ask for a sweet potato, you're going to get it. They're going to be like, I... Here's a yam. Yeah. Is it bigger than a guinea pig? If awesome. so, it's probably a yam. Yeah, so I think a yam is some African root vegetable that is not a sweet potato. I don't know. I was looking for yams, and there were these pictures of just massive tubers. I remain equally confused as I was before. <laughs> I don't really know. Apparently, I think yams have smoother skin, and they're slightly larger, but they're still sweet potatoes. Okay. All right. So um, let's go into game.
It's not actually raining. Um, oh. I think you guys have a whole bunch of things we want to do, and we kind of left off in the middle of a bunch of things. But was there somebody who wanted to get to something last week that we just didn't have time to? Uh, I would like to be given permission to join the voice channel again. That'd be nice. Oh, because you keep getting kicked out of everything for some reason. I don't think anything comes through the voice channel. Like, I don't... I love Discord. I don't think you're... you're Oh, I might have uh, accidentally uh, changed some settings. I will fix that. That's what happens when you argue with the DM, Sean. Yeah, <laughs> accidentally changed some settings, and I guess Sean just somehow got booted from the Discord server. That's a strange setting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there was that ban button right there. You, you can join the, the the voice channel, and you guys should all hear rain now. Uh, yes, yeah. I can't join. <laughs> All right, what do the rest of you guys want to do while I figure out how, why Sean... You're not in, in Roll20 either, Sean. It's not your fault. It's Sean's fault. There you it go. Amazon now you Prime can join, to, like, Sean. Private room. <sighs> you should join Roll22. I'm working on that. Well, you're working on that. I'm working on this. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh. Great start. I mean, to be fair, we kind of spent like 20 minutes talking about sweet potatoes, so... That's true. That's we can't true. really complain. <laughs> Um, so let's just roll into game. You guys are did, hanging out for a long time. Did we play time. the recap? Yes, yeah. we, we played, played the, the recap. recap. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, you guys were all talking through the recap. Why you didn't notice? Yeah. Uh, you guys I, are here for like I this nice long week period of time. Um, and somewhere, you know, the first maybe three days after you guys first show up, uh, you start. Getting, wait, wait, wait. Are you are you skipping time? No. Not really. I, I think we okay, should move Because we ended with me wanting to, to talk to people. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I think this sure. is like the three days where you were asleep, isn't it? Because you were like oh, okay. conscious sure. and yeah. dying. Yeah, somewhere around here. Um, so you start getting to see these NPCs, the, the other members of the four, like, kind of lurking around your room or whenever they're walking past, like, trying to poke their head in and get a glimpse of this you know, five by five, 230 pound metal sheet that you guys have dragged in. It seems to be a curiosity and talk of the fort. What do you want to do about this? How, how do you react to these soldiers well, I mean, if, trying to get a glimpse of your... when, when is this? I don't understand. This is in the first few days. It's like an ongoing thing. Am I dead still? You are <laughs> awake and lying in bed. Have I done the frozen? Have I done my my experimentation on it yet that we did last session? Sure. Okay, then I I just give it to uh, Corporal Alicia. Okay. You're gonna just give her the the big ass metal sheet? Yeah, I mean, like this is one of the things I want to do, right? Like I, I don't. Yeah, I do think we keep it in the storeroom. To be fair, now. Yeah, like I I give it to her with my eight stone spearheads I managed to get. I try to hit on her again a little bit, and I apologize for not bringing back furs because. I got hit with an axe, mm. right? Like that was my that was my plan the entire time. But okay, I, cool. I, I don't, if people come to my room and want to see it, Yeremir will make a presentation of it. Oh, welcome to room of great coinage. Examine the elven coin in middle. Very yeah, actually, on that topic, uh, at some point, maybe before Fer or Yarmir would drop that off with Corporal Alicia, I think Ferris would go to uh, Yarmir and say, "Tattooed one. That's a coin with the brambles, the branches." Would you be able to help me pry one out of there? It, 
no, I am not strong enough, nor do I have proper tools. Uh, you would need proficiency with uh, metal working and good tools to get that out of there. Uh, simply bashing it out will probably reduce value of peace. Mm. I, I say, I have studied this, probed it with my mind and with the, the arcane will of this place. This coin, though may have been elven at one point, no longer is. I promise you this is not a piece of your people, nor is it something you wish to keep with you. I want it for reference. You have seen it. I have seen it. You have reference. Hmm. I want to know what sort of display you make to the other people of your... I mean, if they come to my room, that's A, that's weird because I was trying to give it away, but if they come to my room, I'll just like stand up, be like, so you wish to see coin? And I just like take it off the wall. I start pulling at it and making like... This thing is 200 pounds. (laughs) The only one capable of moving it by themselves as well. I don't take it off the wall. I point (laughs) at it while it's laying at a weird angle on the wall. So people, like, you know, I just I just start making shit up about the about the like images on it. I'm like this one here. You see, old man with mustache. He wanna... is a descendant of King of Caldonia. This I have seen in the words and in the symbols. Uh, this here, this brambles. This is formation of forest. Is from very indigenous species. However, you can see from these markings here, they were killed off, all of them dead by this bastard <laughs> right here. This I one think, is uh, known as butcher, right? interject a little bit when you're going off on your, your tails here, just because I don't really think William wants to be lying to the uh, other people who work in the Forks. They might then go back and tell the story to the princess and yeah, we could be how, do you, how do you know he's lying? Well, I don't know he's lying, like but he a, becomes... A bullshit proficiency check? <laughs> like, you're going to have to decide what the role is, but, you know, you so seem th- to have that. At first, control. I'll let him talk about it, but when he starts to say obvious, ridiculous things that he couldn't possibly know, I think... I think, I think it would be my charisma versus your willpower or wisdom. Yeah. All right. sure. one Let's do it. it. Let's do it. Damn it. Stop it thing fucking work there 28. we go oh. 31 what my bullshit is greater <laughs> than you <laughs> so maybe i stand up to go and stop you and then you you say one more thing and i sort of second think it and like oh maybe <laughs> maybe he does know something about this and then i'll sort of sit back down and carry on listening to the story yeah <laughs> So I do. I just I just look at all the symbology that I couldn't find a whole lot of deep meaning in, and I just assign it meaning that I'm sure that the people will like to hear. So I think after they go, then I'll say, Yaramir, where did you learn all this? How do you know so much about this? Mm. What have you well, seen? Is a is a long and difficult study. The study of symbology. He've learned that most symbology in life is total and complete. Uh, how you say bullshit. Uh, most people just want to hear that it is meaningful. It is very rare that symbology has deep meaning. When it does, the symbol is very powerful. I can see that. You're covered in symbols. Mm. 
Yes. Well, let, don't go filling the, uh, the the guards' heads with too many stories that they might take back to the mainland. If they take them back to mainland, what is problem? You shall have greater interest in your own expedition. And the word of common folk is often ignored. Perhaps, but I do not want to succeed on the back of a lie. Success is success, is it not? For you, yeah. You don't live in your castle anymore, Lord. How shall I address you? Sir, it has been a long time since Yeromir has been near nobility. Anyway, you do not live there anymore. You now live in a world much similar to one Yeromir knows well. Well, I intend yes. to be going back. Then when you go back, regain your honor on the boat. Here, honor gets you killed. Here, <clears throat> not caring about lies helps you survive. You need you're to focus on living before you can focus on going back. And you're not the one to be giving advice on how to stay alive, given I had to haul your corpse three days and if I did not intervene, no. we would have been holding yours. So I give him a narrow my eyes and walk out. I'm gonna go and uh, get some pen and paper from the stock room. Oh, uh, William, if you're going to stock room, could you pick up sheet? Uh, it turns out it's very <laughs> heavy. I'm not so strong. Oh, let's take it there. Um, yes. Yeah, well, give me a hand then, and I'll, I'll like, lurch sure. it off the wall. <laughs> I pretend, like, <laughs> a little bit, even though I'm not helping, like, at all. <laughs> you just You're just like, like a six-year-old kid who insists on helping you get something. <laughs> yeah. They just don't have the muscle strength to do it. Between right, yeah, so the two I'll of you, you manage to haul it to the storeroom where Corporal Alicia takes it into the inventory, and you can see her even, like, marking it down in a ledger. One giant metal sheet. Check over here. One, you know, polar bear skin. Check over here. Um, oh, also, uh, I lost many of these in pitched battle. Uh, it seems I was not able to collect as many, but I have for you, Mrs. Alicia, a great corporal, eight stone spearheads. And uh, I, I count them out to her. I hid many more at one point. I fear that the blow to my side made me lose quite a few. Picks one of them up and kind of turns it over in her hand is like some sort of ancient artifact? No. It, well, is possible. It is weapon head that a dog creature used to strike at us. I had arrowhead and spearhead for you. I think they are less good than what we have, but in pinch may be important uh, to uh, help resupply. I don't know. I apologize deeply for lack of furs. I had every intention of bringing them to you as you requested, but sadly, a, an X to the stomach is not something easily lived through. We will try and go back and retrieve them. We know where they are. Uh, Alicia, when you get some time, could you maybe try and uh, work out how much this sheet might be worth? So I'd like sure. to know what we can requisition when the boat comes. Uh, I believe it is worth... <laughs> Three times a hundred, one thousand four hundred and seventy-seven copper, gold. It is worth. It is worth for four times fourteen seven seven oh five. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so, Alicia's right. the one that worked that out, though. I think, right? No, uh, it was I me. Think, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we dealt with this last time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Grimes sorry. and Yarmir were able to math it out. Okay. So we got. Well, Alicia still says holding one of these stone uh, spearheads. Uh, don't trouble yourself too much with finding these. She says she like tosses it casually onto the floor nearby. Uh, we have plenty of steel spearheads or bronze steel head spearheads. If it comes to fighting with primitive stone age weapons, I think we're lost anyway. I thought bronze got a a penalty to hit against metal armor, right? Against iron armor. Yeah, I think these stone spearheads have been... You've been using the full tip bonus? Is that that an oversight? Um, no. Are they being nerfed here now? If we want to go into the detail on, like, iron and bronze and stone... So basically, Mm -hmm. like, all weapons... Armor is the same AC against all weapons, but mm-hmm. if you're using a material harder than the armor is, you gain a plus one against that armor. So stone and bronze weapons against bronze armor have the same two hit bonus, but a steel weapon has a bonus to hit against bronze armor. I think the so, I think the debuff to stone is on a on a certain roll it can break. Yeah, yeah and it's just uh, also sometimes it has a lower damage roll as well. Yeah. Okay. But I don't, you, I don't, so it was an oversight that you weren't giving Knoll's combat penalties against William? Uh, no. No. The, the, the steel armor is only going to make a, let's not worry about it. Let's, let's, let's move on. Okay. So as we, as we leave the right. storeroom, uh, I say to Yaramir, I've never known a man to win a woman's heart through gifts of stone arrowheads you might want to try something a little bit more uh well uh, it was supposed to be first but uh it was all ahead also why are we walking away hold up i have to go back Yeromir <laughs> 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 gets very confused all right I, I, leave, I leave him to it all right it's just you and her now yarrow so uh, alicia uh, uh yes have you given any thought to having dinner with me? <laughs> we eat in the mess every night. Yes, this is true. I did not think of this uh, eventuality. Uh, would you like to have picnic dinner? The little cold outside for a picnic, I think. Winds are mm-hmm. quite moderate today. It can be cold. I like the cold. Is uh, really invigorates you, no? (laughs) 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 Um... I will give you thought. I will. I will ask David to prepare spiced rum at some point. Wouldn't you be more interested in having dinner with uh, Sergeant Mallory or Elizabeth? To be quite honest, I have not met Sergeant Mallory yet. She is blank in my note sheet. (laughs) (laughs) I have literally no knowledge of Sergeant Mallory other than she exists. I think Uh, she's on patrol right now looking for seals. Then it would be very difficult to uh, have dinner with her, no? I suppose. He kind of stands there awkwardly, not sure what to do about this situation. Um, well, I, I have many duties to attend to, so uh, rain check? Okay, I am sure you are a very busy woman. I will ask again yes. another time. And I kind of awkwardly walk away. 
Like, do you come, in do the you come most back to the room? Do you come back to the room? Um, sure, I can do that. So I'm like sitting there writing my letter or whatever. I look up and say, didn't go well then? It went about as well as can expect. Yermir has had very unfortunate luck with ladies since. It's I not truly a lady, really not really. Is you. A harpy in disguise, Yaramir. No, Grimes, I think it would do you well to keep that uh, to yourself, Ferris. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Grimes, I think we found a rather so I, mutually I think, beneficial arrangement. So I think Grimes has gotten in the habit of not being around the fort. Oh, okay. With no. our room being turned into an infirmary, I think he's he's out and about. Yeah, and that I guess I just refer to him without him being there then and say, I think I found a rather mutually beneficial arrangement with that that strange rogue in our party. Turns out the, the quartermaster is much easier to deal with if I don't have to see her or listen to her or hear her in any capacity. This is good. The less you see her and interact, I am sure the better off we will all be. Agreed. She certainly is the one with the personality problem, I suppose, Faris. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yaramir knows you're being sarcastic, but he refuses to, to give in to the sarcasm. He's like, no, no, I, I, I believe the fault lies with our friend Ilf. I failed to catch your meaning. It was one dagger. Who says no to a dagger to your expedition? <laughs> I think Ferris. <laughs> are, are you not going to defend her honor, Yaramir? <laughs> No, I, I believe her honor is entirely intact. He is just a, how do people say, a salty. <laughs> honor is not in the domain of cold-hearted banshees. Neither is it in the cannibal. It's not cannibalism. Do you, do you <laughs> feel bad? Normal, all right. <laughs> no, do you feel bad for eating the animals that you slay? No. Then why should I feel bad for consuming humans? <laughs> it's not, we'll that's not the same humans, thing, Boris. Humans have two, di two distinct uh, advantages over uh, animals. One, opposable thumbs. Very important adaptation. Two, ability to reason, think, build emotional bonds. These things you do not find in your common animal. I think perhaps you give animals too little credit. Mm, the here. only reason you consider it fine to eat animals is because they occupy a lower space on the food chain than you. So they're, they're a lesser you. creature in your eyes. Does you that mean uh, that, uh, the humans should eat you, seeing as you occupy lower space? I think you might have your perception backwards, my friend. Well, there is only few of you and many of us. Is this not how we see it with animals? <sighs> how do you identify lower space on rung, if not by volume? Or ability to create weapons? Hmm. There's a concept of quality over quantity. But truth be told, I know not how many elves still exist in can, this world. Can They're I tell you a themselves. story of great war? There is story I have learned in folklore of great war between mighty human clans. One created rolling battle monuments that could fire incredible weapons and move at high rates, were very effective and quality was high. However, 
evil people used them and good people rose up. They had less engineering proficiencies, however, but they were able to create mass quantities of similar rolling war machine. These mass quantities in number overwhelmed higher quality machines, leading to great victory for good guys. Oftentimes, quantity over quality is good thing. <laughs> I'm not sure. I I'm not sure I agree with your with your conclusion. This it says idea. a lot when the the cannibal's the least insane person in the room. <laughs> so I think no. there's there's a lot of back and forth between you guys. Yeah. Um, Ferris, um, is this getting on your on your nerves that these people are making such a big deal out of your eating of souls? I think Yarmir often puts uh, Ferris on tilt because, like, whenever whenever they get into a discussion. He always winds up in this spot of not really having anything to say in return. Like, generally when William says something, I can just be like, fuck you, William. Just yeah. go over there and kick rocks. But, <laughs> but like, Yaramir always seems to have some sort of a, some sort of retort that leaves Ferris without any sort of a immediate comeback. He might be a little bit too slow-witted for that, and that definitely yeah. puts him a little bit on tilt. I feel the same. Yaramir's got a silver tongue, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Is because you are men. <laughs> uh, so Grimes, what are you doing, man? Yeah, so I think during the day, Grimes uh, disappears into the woods for all intents and purposes. In reality, he's probably he's never more than a hundred or two hundred feet past the past the clearing line. Um, but he I, patrols the woods, enjoys his newfound freedom. Um, I think I'm practicing moving stealthily in the snow and climbing trees and exploring this new environment. Um, and then every day before sunset, he'll return to the fort uh, with, with 40 pounds or so of firewood chopped and climb back over the wall with the firewood. Or I don't know where we store our wood. But... I don't think you need to climb over the wall with the firewood. He, There's a he, gate. He, Grimes does. Grimes never uses the gate. Okay. Yeah. He's practicing. He's got to. Yeah, he's got to work on that climb check somehow. Yeah. No, I think he. I think he takes pleasure in attempting to slip in and out of the fort unnoticed. I mean, the the guard on duty, uh, no doubt, has spotted him at least on some occasions. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the days. So and yeah. So I'm not really. I'm not healing. I didn't need to heal. I can. I can recover at one HP a day for the week. Um, and then at nights, I think I'll probably hang with the with the crew or whatever whatever we call them the soldiers is there there's a mess hall you said there's not really a mess hall there's like a, a semi area if i can't bring us all to the right page port together oh, i'm too zoomed in yep all is this to scale yes this should be to scale um yeah. Yeah, that is. That's why I didn't. I don't spend time in the fort because our our room is like twelve by seven, twelve by eight. <laughs> the size of my bedroom back home. It's bit, yeah, and it's basically then there's like two, yeah, in yeah, two wounded party members laid up in there. Yeah, it's stuffy. Even the so there's no mess hall, is there? Or is that the not really? So uh, where, there's where a, a nice meals? fire pit. Uh, here in the captain and corporal Alicia's quarters. Um, I'm back. Maybe. Yeah. 
So that is a, a spot where a lot of cooking can get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a nice big fire there. And then often people get like their food slopped out to them and then they will, you know, head somewhere else to go eat it. Head back to their their barracks. So these bar- the barracks are where the crew spends most of their time. Uh, I think they spend probably most of their time just kind of walking around, unless it's really fucking cold or they're tired <laughs> or something. Because these are tiny rooms. There's no windows. Mm-hmm. The only light is from, like, if you leave the door open or you hang a lantern or something. Yeah. So they're kind of, like, dingy, musty places. They're not, like, fun to hang out in. It seems like there's nowhere fun to hang out. No, there's nowhere fun to <laughs> hang out. Mm. Uh, so you can fre- qu- frequently find people... I'm just like milling about in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. walking back and forth or playing games, throwing the shit at each other, sparring yeah. outside of the walls or sparring in this little area here. Uh, sometimes people will sit on the rooftops mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of look out. The, okay. the roof of the fort bends inward like this. So if you scroll to the very, very top, yeah, um, you can see that the, the fort bends in. Okay. Yeah, so, so you can would... hang out on the roof and, like, interact with people in the yard and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. reason it bends inward is to make the outside wall as tall as possible. Um, you wouldn't want, you know, the short side facing the outside, even though there you know, sure. also like, a palisade attached to it. Is this a stage here? That is a watchtower. So that's above the fort. Yeah, that goes above the roof line. Okay. Okay. Uh, and there is a brazier in the watchtower that uh, can be filled with wood or coal to keep the person on watch warm. Is there any? What is the what is the roof situation for this like middle room? It's this is exposed to the outside. Yeah, it's outside. That's a yard. Outside. Okay. Yeah, this is all outside. Yeah. Is there a big like fire pit somewhere? Nope. How do we stay warm? Uh, you are inside, and you have, like, a lantern or uh, maybe a small fire pit in your room. I thought we had, like, a big fire in this fort, because I thought we... we Yeah, I feel like there's got to be a way to heat the fort. Corporal uh, Corporal Alicia and Captain Hughes, they share a room, and they have, like, a big fire pit where cooking can be done. Each individual room has, like, a small fire pit and a a tiny little, like, hatch chimney that you can open or close. So you can, like, have a little fire going to keep your room warm. So did we go to the, the captain? Because I remember in the first session, uh, Grimes like dove into the water and then we all like congregated around a fire. While that, he was in, that was in, that was in their room. room. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's the big fire pit. Yeah. So I think in the evenings, Grimes is shooting the shit with the boys, gaming with, with like the, the soldiers. I teach them Mancala if they don't already know how to play. And yeah. So I think I would like to speak to Grimes at some point. Uh, so maybe it's just one evening while you're playing cards and you've been knocked out early or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And I say, uh, ah, ah, kill William. Yeah, Grimes. I heard your uh, version of events that you're spreading around. I appreciate the sentiments, but I've tried to keep things true. But uh, that's not what I, I came you, to talk about. You know, rumors. Such these things are out of my hands. The the people talk, and apparently you're a big, strong hero. I give him a pat on the bicep. Well, I know I didn't start them, and I doubt Forrest would say such nice things about me, so... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that Yarmir is quite the storyteller. Well, I don't believe he was awake for most of it. Um, anyway, I... 
what do you think we should do now? Because the plan was to go and speak to this Musa fellow and have him uh, lead us to this great wall, but without Nash. Isn't that still lots we can do? I think perhaps if you're willing to part with uh, with that uh, axe, yeah. you might win okay. by, by Musa's loyalty. Do you still think that's... Uh, I don't want to walk into the same fight we've just won. Look, I wouldn't... I would keep it quiet when, I, when it all went down with Nash and the other gnolls. You mean I think to them? I nod. Yeah. But I, th- I think Musa could still be a potential ally. Well, you're going to have to bargain well with him because I don't fancy another battle. Mm, we'll head, head back to the cave, see if we can't find those furs, and maybe... Do we know where Musa's lair is? I shake my head. Somewhere in the woods south of here. Between here and the cave, I believe. Oh, really? Maybe we try and find it then. Yeah. Alright, I'll leave you to your game. Shall we deal you in, Captain? Uh, what are you, what are you playing? <laughs> Uh, what are we playing? Are we are we just playing Moncala, or do they have their own games available? There are no <laughs> games at the fort. Okay, we're I guess we're trading off rounds of Moncala with this Nolish set. Yeah, all right. So you can teach me how to play. Yeah. So you know, I'll hang out with Grimes and the <laughs> Neil's too busy getting bullied in chat. <laughs> These people, people are ridiculous. <laughs> Apparently, chat wants to hear about uh, what the NPCs do in the downtime to maintain the fort. So we're going to spend a few minutes talking about NPCs shoveling snow. <laughs> um, so, guys, the NPCs are snubbl- shoveling snow in the yard. Mm, and uh, they're yeah. shoveling snow off the roofs. And uh, someone empties a latrine. Mm-hmm. And there's some linens hanging outside that are there to dry. But, you know, it gets cold and it's kind of hard to fully dry the linens when it's freezing out but they you know they try anyway you know i i'm glad you're bringing this up because i'm glad we have this moment downtime um ferris needs to go to the bathroom and i feel like that's a scene that we haven't really gotten around to exploring you know, that side we've of his never yet. talked about that uh, how yeah. is it that ferris goes to the bathroom like what is your your ritual well <laughs> well you know I, I think the first thing he does he lights incense you know he takes his time he, he... <laughs> Does some like light a, reading whenever he sits down. You know, he plays some phone games, but it's a little bit too, a little bit too primitive for that. He just pulls out some nice wood slats instead with his old poetry. He reads his own work. Uh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's got like Ferris's book of poems that he's like writing on and reading out loud yeah. while he's in the latrine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what? Um, are there any other big things that you guys want to take care of together as a group before we start delving into individual things? Like, I know Yaramir wants to learn some spells, and William's got a letter that he wants to send, and the ship should be arriving pretty soon. So I think the only thing is we're deciding what it is we want to requisition from the mainland, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then... We've already planned that out out of character. Yeah, yeah, we've planned that out of character, but I guess... During yeah, during this week, we'll discuss it in character, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know that we actually need to do. I, I, yeah. yeah, I basically, someone hands me a requisition form, and I fill it out, and it looks a lot like this requisition form <laughs> <I>, offline. <laughs> okay. 
is is there anything to drink around this fort? So at some Water? night, uh, Grimes will uh, will lean into the soldiers he's playing games with, and so what's a guy got to do to get a drink around this place? Uh, are rations of rum, nightly. Hmm. Oh, are there? Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah. Hmm. If you're looking for something a little bit more, uh, I think Joseph tried to dig up some roots and make a tea with them. Is Joseph the cook? He's the carpenter. Uh, he's the sar- one of the sergeants. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh. Does Joseph ever play play games with us? Or is no. It just- he's a fairly kind of focused person and mm-hmm. maybe a bit of a guy with a hot temper. You know, he's quick mm-hmm. to anger, especially when interrupted or inconvenienced. And he typically solves his problems with force. Does he have a title, or is he just a soldier named Joseph? He's Sergeant Joseph. He's one of the three sergeants that each leads a patrol. No? Yes. Okay, yes. never mind. <laughs> I see him. I was going to say, I have three sergeants written down. It's not Joseph, and it's because the name I wrote down is not Joseph. It's like, Jafasafa. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Okay. Cool. Um, so I think we're probably good do we want to i want to talk about your army or spells then you got some downtime to learn spells now uh i'm doing other things in my downtime before i do spells okay let's you guys want to talk about requisition forms what do you want to get through right now uh all i want to do with ferris uh i want to go to the quartermaster's place at some point and just spend like a good 20 minutes maybe even longer so i can like carve some details and like write some things down some notes i want to study that elven coin and your army said we couldn't really extract it and like, you know, Ferris wanted to protest, but I have no idea how we'd extract that coin from the thing. Yeah, it's like they're all hammered together, so all the coins are fused together. Yeah. So instead, I, I, Ferris wants to go in there with like just a blank wood sheet, and he's gonna like just look at that coin, note down all the details, like write down details about it. I think he wants to like, like, uh, write it down in words in as much detail as he can, essentially. Sure. Uh, Corporal Alicia will help you drag the metal sheet out of the storeroom. Um, and outside, but she won't okay. let you hang out in the storeroom uh, while working on it. Okay, that's better for both of us, I think. Yeah, there's also more light outside. It's just a, a yeah. better situation mm-hmm. altogether. And then um, aside from that, I think I want to talk with William at some point, but that's about it. Well, I'm around most of the time. I mean, I think I just sort of keep to myself in the room. Yeah, I think uh, Ferris probably just comes up to you at one point and says, so, fearless and mighty leader William. Put down I think a re- <laughs> Yes. I think we need to discuss a bit of strategy here. Go on. Well, on the way back, you, uh, you carried our incapacitated friend on a large sheet of metal and dragged him across the snow. And I think creating something like that might be in our best interest, but I don't want to go back out there with a 240-pound uh, a metal sheet. Uh, was heavy. The the gnolls seem to be using something similar to drag Bocasa's corpse away from the uh, away from the cave. I'm no carpenter, so it's how I would put one of these things together somehow eludes me. It seems like it would be obvious, but I don't know. I just can't finalize the details in my head. I think maybe we'd need to speak to someone who was a little bit more uh, specialized. So, I mean, could we not find a large flat piece of wood? Anyone can make your most basic, like, I'm going to toss things on a thing and drag it. 
Yeah. Uh, that's that's a simple thing any of you guys can do. And you said that would basically have the effective weight of something? Yeah, that would have the effective weight of it. If you want yeah. something fancy, like a, a proper sled with runners and that sort of thing, that is a, a technological improvement that yeah, you as so. players understand, but your characters don't know. So you would need a, an example of it, or you would need someone who's like an engineer and a carpenter and has some experience with these things to, to put it together. Um, Does our wizard terms, not have an engineering proficiency? No. In game terms, if you bring in carpenters and those other sorts of people from the mainland, they can help build you tools and advance your forms of technology and equipment. So I guess I'll, you know, maybe we could pull a sheet, a uh, board of wood together to simulate what we did with the coins. But what is it you want to carry so much? We carry more rations. Firewood. Firewood. Anything just, that just we anything a... that we normally carry on our backpack could be put on a sled. Yes, it's true. Then we could carry heavier heavier furs, heavier armors, without slowing down our movement rate. I already have to carry quite a lot, Faris. I didn't really enjoy dragging Yaramir three days through the snow. Uh, well, hard work is how we get the reward. Can we get some sort of animal to pull it for us? Not sure if there are any oxes down here. Yeah, maybe. I guess I'm the closest thing to an ox, eh? Whatever you need to tell yourself. Well, look, I, uh, I can carry my gear. I can carry some rations for everyone else just, just fine. I, maybe it's worth having one if we were to be going back to the cave to bring back all of the furs. Uh, but I'm not sure carrying one around as standard really uh, leaves me easily able to walk around and fight when necessary. Couldn't we just have it two-pronged, two ropes attached to it, two people pull the sled? I suppose. If you feel so strongly about it, maybe you can I think it would be. I think it would be a good tactical decision for the expedition. Well, we've got a few more days, I think, before I'm going to be fully healed. Why don't you see if you can't whittle away a board of woods to uh, specification? Very well. As you command, and Ferris gives like a very exaggerated bow before leaving the room. What is that guy's problem? Uh, <laughs> and, so... um, yeah, uh, you can you can do other people's stuff, but I'm just gonna look around for something that would fit what we're what we're looking for, like a sure, large board. Sure, there's no board. like spare boards lying around. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but people are like chopping down trees and stuff, and they just want logs, right? So are there like, w would there be any like wasted wood that's just kind of lying around the fort? Not that, like, if you want to put together a sled like this, you're going to need to actually, like, fashion some boards, which you have the okay. proper tools in the fort for. There's, like, an sure. adze and yeah. an axe. I can, and I can spend a few days doing that. Things, but you're probably going to need to uh, hook up with Sergeant Joseph, who is the, mm -hmm. the fort carpenter. Um, and if you can, you know, persuade him to give you a hand with this, you can easily put together a nice piece of equipment without any checks. Um, if you're going to try and budget yourself, then it's going to be a little bit more of a pain in the ass, and we're okay. going to have to do bring out the dice rolls and some other role playing. Okay, so I I'll, I will try talking to him, but you might want to do some other people's stuff first because uh, I think that's going to be sure. Well, it might just end perfectly, it might not. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone else having something to do? Yeah. All right, Yaro. You. Um, do you want to do Elizabeth first or uh, David and Amelie? Let's do David and Amelie. All right, so. I'm I'm gonna go to David, um, and uh, I, I go up and say hello. Uh, 
If I've not uh, properly introduced myself, uh, my name is uh, Yeromir. It was ple- it is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, he takes your hand in like a, a big, kind of boisterous grasp and shakes it roughly up and down and goes, "Nice to meet you, Yari." It is it is great pleasure. I, I hear your name is uh, David. 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 Yes. Ah. Yeah. Not, uh, not from Drakus. Don't tell the others, but my great grandmother was a Cuban. We still pronounce oh, it the old oh, way. If I have heard great things about the Cuba, one day I would like to travel there. Well, then you are a more learned and tolerant man than the rest of these swine. Mm. I, it comes with the uh, comes with the background. I'm afraid uh, tolerance is not something that is taught in my homeland. It is only after leaving that you find the need for it. Well, you're not going to find much tolerance around here. I can't tell you how many times I've been promoted and demoted. So they oh, got me oh. here, middle of nowhere, raising well, my ass off. Perhaps the two of us can teach these savages the way of true community. I like the cut of your jib. Uh, uh, what can I get for you? Well, uh, I do not know if you have noticed or not, but I uh, have take shining to daughter, uh, Amelie. Uh, she is a cute one. She very much reminds me. And if you me, hurt a head on, hair on her head, I'll cut your throat and feed you to your friends. As you should. As you should. Good. Uh, you kind of you kind of get a glassy-eyed look in the mirror for a minute, um, and he he kind of looks at me and says, uh, "She reminds me very much of someone who is special to me." Uh, I wish to create a gift for her. Uh, children should not be in fort without uh, things to occupy time that are fun and entertaining, no? Uh, is a cook, do you have access to jars or a uh, ceramic, like for jelly? I would uh, like to requisition one or two from you. Uh, I have some jars that food stuffs come in, but I'm supposed to return them to the storeroom when they're empty. Gives you a bit of a wink. Yes, uh, well, well perhaps uh, if they were to go, if they broke or something, and uh, your daughter were to put them back together in her spare time. Accidents do happen. Uh, but, but what are these jars for? A uh, girl who is very special to me uh, liked to... Well, we had ant farm back in the day. We collected uh, ants for her and she watched them build. I cannot make said thing here, it's much too cold. However, there are very many genus and species of uh, cold-bearing uh, wildlife. Your daughter genius showed some... Genius wildlife? Attract- are you insane? Shit out here, if there's any of it, is dumb as a brick. Ah, uh, yes. A uh, genus is not a, uh, how you say, is not description of intelligence in this respect. Is a classification of different type of animals. Is something you learn in uh, books. Uh, is not always necessary. I've Normal had much use for book reading myself. A little too highfalutin for my taste. 
I understand. Books often not my preferred method of communication and knowledge. But I have found that the society at large uses them and are necessary. He nods knowingly. All right. So, uh, jar for ant farm sort of thing. Yes, I propose that we create a couple for different uh, creatures. She could keep as pets, feed them, they entertain her. I am thinking like a grasshopper or perhaps a lightning bugs. He nods. I'll see what I can do. You much appreciate. Um, I assume that I have to wait for him to like get a, an empty jar. It's probably not going to just hand me one in the spot. Yeah, it'll probably take a couple of days, but you still have a few days before everyone's healed up anyway. Okay, so in the meantime, um, I guess I've learned that Joseph is the Fort Carpenter, and, uh, well, I guess I need to know how many jars we got. I kind of envision, like, a sh like making a shelf for Amelie, and, like, putting some jars on it that she can, like, have little, like, bugs and stuff in. Like, mm -hmm. like you know how you keep a caterpillar in a jar? Like, I'm thinking that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, as he frees up jars, he will hand them off to you, but it'll be like an accumulation over time. Okay. Um, sure, sure. Then we'll, we'll hold off on that a little bit. I'll have... I'll, I'll continue, like, in, in, in into remaining days, like, uh, playing with Amelie a little bit. I'll tell her stories for my folklore proficiency, right? Like, I've learned all kinds of things. Like, it will tell you a story of precocious girl with red hood and nasty wolf. Right, like I, I, I tell her some stories to, to keep her entertained um, when she's free. And the other thing I want to do while I'm waiting for um, while I'm waiting for um, uh, the jars is to go speak with uh, Sergeant Elizabeth. Okay. You can find Sergeant Elizabeth. Uh, Ms. Elizabeth, a. Eh? I am most grateful for your uh, attention to my wounds. Uh, I realize I can be a, how you say, a difficult patient. He kind of cocks her head to the side, looking at the area where you've been wounded. You really shouldn't be up and moving about right now. You're going to tear one of them. Mm. You are not wrong with this good medical advice. Uh, I have many things I wish to do, unfortunately, and I cannot be a good patient right now. Um, I do wish to uh, provide service to you uh, in uh, repayment for your kindness and your skill. Uh, perhaps when people are wounded or need treatment and I am here, uh, I can help you treat them, relieve you of some of the burden of the fort. Uh, also, I would propose that perhaps uh, we can trade in knowledge of the, the medical arts. Uh, I have found in my travels that what I have learned and what the studied masters of Drakis know are very different things. Uh, I am very self-trained in healing and I have knowledge of anatomy that has helped me, but uh, Many of my remedies are folk remedies, are smaller, sometimes overlooked by the masters of the craft. I think there are many things you and I can both learn from each other. She nods fairly enthusiastically. 
but I'm off duty. I would love to trade knowledge on this. I've joined up to be a surgeon, you know. Mm. I I am very very familiar with the anatomy of people. I think we could help. Uh, we could help each other. I could help you learn exactly where to where to cut, how to remove organs. I, I believe this is very much a possibility I could help you with. Have you ever had to amputate a leg before? Um, you kind of, you kind of get this like flashback of Yarmir working as a, as a, uh, uh, like healer in the woods somewhere. Um, and he was called into small villages all the time. And there was a particularly nasty, like, run-in with a boar. And there's just blood everywhere. And you could just see Yaramir freaking out. It comes back to him. He's like, eh, yes, not a pretty sight. Hmm. There's maybe a, a bit of awkward silence as you both remember you know, the butchering <laughs> yeah, of people. Very bloody past. Yeah. And then there's, a, I think she just kind of nods and then uh, turns and you know, heads her own separate way back to duty, you know, about to lead a patrol to go find some food. Okay, um, solid. And uh, why don't we actually go to our first break right here? And when we come back, we can get into a few more things before, before trouble strikes. Yeah. Uh, yep. So let's see you guys right. on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. So... All right. I think we have a few more things that we wanted to do around town. Yep. Uh, do you have something there? Um, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to dictate the letter that I write, uh, but I write a letter to my wife, and I hope to receive one when the boat comes. Um, there's no flowers or anything, is there? No. Is there any? Is there any like interesting leaves of trees that we don't get? Something that I could like pick and then dry and send. With sure. the letter. Yeah, there, yeah. there are things. So I've done something like that. I write this letter, I like seal it up, and I wait for the boat to come. I think just to sort of go into how William's feeling, he doesn't really like enjoy the the time sitting around. Like when he's out in the field fighting and stuff, that that's his whole life. He's he's lived that forever, and he feels comfortable there. Mm-hmm. But when he's sat here in this fort, he thinks about his life back home and like his family and just generally just doesn't feel very happy about the whole thing. Prefers to just be out in the field trying to move things forward rather than reflecting. Um, Yaramir, you had some spells you wanted to learn? <coughs> yeah. Um, in the, I, I guess I have a day earmarked for Amelie, but uh, in the interim um, I can learn spells. How many days of study am I doing here? Let's see. We are... I think you are fully healed and ready to start doing things on the 18th, but you spent the 18th talking to people, so, uh, and you can, so we'll start on the 19th, and then we'll just see where it goes to. For, um, you guys will all be healed up us, on the 21st. How many days has this been? It's been, uh, I think like four or five days since you got back. I didn't I'm, I'm probably completely oh, healed bad. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you should Maybe be completely healed and ready to, to learn. Okay, so because I can't make notes on this sheet, I have to think about my previous thoughts. Um, I want the first thing I'll try to be... um, Shit, which one was it? I want it to be... Uh, 
Uh, spell number 14 on my hands. Uh, double pair of lines running between my index finger and my thumb on both hands. Okay. So you're going to give me a chance to learn spell. Yes. And if you succeed, and it is a spell that you can learn, which is first or second level, you will get it. All right. What is your chance to learn? My chance to learn is 85%. All right, 85 or lower on a D100. 47. Uh, that is correct. You do learn a spell. I will add it to your sheet. Excellent. And I will leave it a mystery to everybody else what you learn. Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, okay, anything else that you'd like to learn? Um, okay, I, I don't know how many days we're going through this. Um, the second spell I would like to learn, um, I think this is clearly a geometer spell of second level. I want to learn uh, spell number 32 on my side. There's a constellation of runes that look similar to a moon next to my liver. Okay, your learning check. Uh, it's still a pass. Okay, nice. you do not learn it. Ah, now, okay. here is where I want to start talking about your little sheet. Uh, we've marked off things that you've tried, but since then you have hit level three, so some of those things that you've tried might be second level spells that you can learn again. So how would you like to separate the things that you tried at levels one and two from things that you've tried at three and four? Maybe we could make a, 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 second like column. a column for each level of trying. Okay. Maybe, maybe we only need to make two columns and kind of go back and forth. You could also just have like a note next to every spell name and say like fail uh like failed or tried at level whatever level x Ooh, that would be good yeah a little yeah. note the components that says like tried at and yeah instead of having like a category for every level you could just make it a note next to it because i mean it would get kind of bulky if you get up to like fifth level spells you have like five separate categories otherwise yeah and then you'll be easily able to see ones that you'd failed at the previous mm -hmm. level you might want to try again so in the meantime, I'm just going to create a... That was spell number, it was the moon by your liver, right? Yes. What number was it? 32 or three, I think, 33. When you're editing the sheet, I think I get like kicked out of any control. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm like scrolled into a weird place. I'm gonna be unhelpful to name things. Okay. Uh oh, I do. Oh my god, I'm breaking everything. Oh god, what have I done? Oh shit, I fucked something up. All right, I'm just gonna back out of everything. We'll deal with this slightly later. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and mark it as tried and then you can put a note on the sides somewhere. I can't actually make notes on the sheet, but okay. we, we can fix that later. I'll, yeah, sure. All right. Cool, <coughs> I've made a note for you. Um, all right, so that is two days of spell learning. And it is on this day, the 20th, um, you probably start your spell learning early in the day, and you might not even realize what's happening until you fail your learning check for that day. 
but uh, when you come out of your trance of learning things, there is a full-fledged blizzard outside. You guys are more or less trapped inside at this point. You can move between the two sides of the fort, but you probably shouldn't go anywhere else like that than that. Is there any immediate problems? Like, are we lacking firewood or...? No, the fort is very well supplied. <laughs> yeah. Um, of all the places to be trapped in a blizzard, this is the very best one. You've got a solid shelter. The wind is not going to get in. You can shut all the doors. You can light a fire and maybe, like, prop open the top for a little bit of smoke exit. Or you could just, like, choke yourself to death in a smoky room, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I mean, we're, we're just passing the time anyway, so it yeah. doesn't change too much. I think Grimes comes hurrying back. He probably comes pounding on the main door just as the blizzard's picking up. Mm-hmm. Save time climbing over the fence, or climbing over the wall. Yeah, they, they let you in and... and uh, slips in with like a half load of firewood for the day. I don't know what time the blizzard picks up, but... One of Mallory's men is on watch in the, the tower during the blizzard and will stay up there throughout the whole thing or as long as he physically can. He's got a brazier up there and some walls and... You know, the brazier's filled with coal and burning brightly. Um, I think at least initially Grimes will sit up there with him to see what this blizzard is all about. Um, uh, Well, it's horizontal snow and visibility drops to a point where you're kind of wondering what's the point of being in a watchtower if you can't really see (laughs) more than 10 feet beyond the walls. Um, Do Do I think I could see a light? Approaching, maybe like if someone came with torchlight. God, maybe. Yeah. What's the cold or what's the yeah the cold damage? The warmth damage is. Is it just a straight? Is it a straight five warmth per hour, or are there other effects on top of that? It is four points per hour mm-hmm. uh, that you lose. There is a big ass fire next to you. So that gets reduced by three. So you're just losing one point. In the, well, it's probably reduced. I'm going to say you're losing two points per hour out there because while you do have a fire, you don't have very much shelter. Um, yeah. So the fire is going to be less effective. Um, okay. So the two of you can, can sit out there and just like slowly freeze until you get replaced. Yeah. This might sound like an odd question, but you know, do we see the blizzard coming like the day before sort of? No, uh, maybe not we, the day before, but we, we could have if one of the if Ferris or Yarmir had been on yeah. the lookout for the weather. I don't, yeah, I don't what think Ferris does that in the fort. He just what kinda... I'm asking, can we get a sense of the direction from which the blizzard came? Like, I'm imagining there's like you know an evil monster in a mountain, and all of the blizzards are sourced from you know this mountain, and that might be the clue to where uh, the blizzard is. The winds are blowing from the east. And is we've seen like bad weather before. Is it always that way, or is it? No, seems to be random. Okay, it seems to be completely at random. Just it's the most it annoying, frustrating thing possible. Is that the winds come from like every direction and any direction, um, with very little predictability to them, which is different than anywhere you've ever lived in your entire life. So does it seem? I guess neither myself or William are a meteorologist, but does that seem weird? Does that seem like it could be supernatural, or, or does it just... Well, yeah, but this this whole island was frozen over by the gods. Like, this yeah, is I mean, a, a think, cursed I land, think... so the wind's coming in at, like, blizzards and strong winds blowing from every possible direction yeah. at any given time is kind of par for the course with this, like, the godforsaken world. Yeah. So I think William's really the only one that believes in the gods. 
to any real extent. So I think this gives him. Uh, you have to believe in the gods. Yeah. In in Dungeons and Dragons, the gods exist unequivocally. You have sure. to believe in them, or you're just a fool. You well, might right, be maybe. the only one that puts stock in them, but everyone. Yeah. Knows. Yeah. 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 The gnolls believe that these storms are the wrath of Valfara herself. Striking out with vengeance, punishing us for the sins of man. I'm not sure gnolls are well-versed in the study of the gods. Would you really trust them on that? something like this? No. Just hearsay, but it's an interesting story. I don't so, know, this, cer- this certainly feels like the wrath of gods to me. Well, it's definitely what a typically from. human mindset. When encountered with forces you can't understand, you immediately put a face and a name to it all. I think Ferris is just making snarky quips through this blizzard. He doesn't have anything else to do. He's he's stuck inside. He doesn't like anybody. Yeah. You guys it's a miserable are going to be stuck in close quarters for God knows how long. Um, but we'll, let's just take the blizzard one day at a time. Is there anything anyone wants to do during the blizzard? Once I realize it's a full-on blizzard and I don't have a whole lot else to do, I think Yaromir just kind of shuts himself into the into the room um, and just like begins the 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 process of like meditating on all of his symbols and learning. So, it's well-established fact that when Yaromir is learning spells, he's stripped naked and examining mm-hmm. himself with a series of mirrors. He's doing that yep. in your quarters, guys. So do you hang out with naked Yaromir who's studying every facet of his body, or are you guys hanging out in other rooms? <laughs> uh, I don't think Ferris particularly cares, but I, I might as well take the opportunity to uh, talk to... William, who was the carpenter again, the one you told me to talk to? Uh, I think it was uh, Joseph, wasn't it? Yep. Joseph, all right. And I yep. think Ferris is going to go hunt down Joseph. Maybe I, I look over to Yaromir. Uh, maybe I'll come with you. <laughs> uh, that might be for the best. I think the whole exchange might go better if you do the talking. No, all right. Uh, the two of you go across the hall, that open area between the two bunk, uh, two sections. It's uh, surprisingly difficult to move the, what is that, like 20 feet, 30 feet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 feet. It takes you a few minutes to cross that 20 feet because you get like buffered by the wind and then you're pushing against it then it blows open your cloak and you like huddle it back together and then there's a snow drift and you trip in it and it's just it's surprisingly difficult to cross the 20 feet but you you can do it and we're not gonna mm-hmm. worry about the so i think we get a, a sense of uh foreboding of what would to happen if this if we were to get stuck in something like this out in the field yeah right yeah yeah all right it goes on set though as we uh push open the the door to the warmth of Joseph's Joseph's uh, workshop. Uh, immediately, there's cries to shut the door, shut the door. Yeah, well, you know, shut it back over, you know, straighten up, and uh, look look through the the crowd of men for where Joseph's sitting. Uh, he has he's sitting right next to the fire, uh, hands held right in front of it, but his eyes are fixed on the two of you. Is his workshop in this room? Like, is this where his tools are and stuff? He just lives here, Mm -hmm. and then in the past, when they've needed to do things, they just wait for a calm day and work out in the yard. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he can't do anything now. Um, Joseph, I, I, you know, stride over to him confidently, taking a few steps ahead of Faris. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sergeant Joseph, do you mind if I have a word? 
He gets to his feet and gives you a half-hearted salute. Or a captain, he is a sergeant. Yeah. Um, when we were out in the field, um, we observed the Nulls using uh, some form of um, primitive technology in order to help themselves uh, carry more more supplies, more gear around where they were going. And we sort of replicated it with that iron sheet of metal that we, we brought back as sort of like a, a stretcher or a, a sled for Yaramir's body. Mm-hmm. Wondering if we could... Uh, it's a bit too heavy to be carrying around and too valuable to use for such a menial task. We're wondering if maybe you could fashion us a wooden board of sufficient size to carry extra supplies. Uh-huh. Uh... <clears throat> he looks around, very aware that all of his men are listening to this conversation. It's probably the, you know, the first bit of interesting things that's happened in the last few days. Yep. Well, there, Captain. Kel, Captain. <sighs> I have a feeling my orders are to supply the fort with their needs. I don't think I'm under any direct orders from Captain Hughes to be building you toys. I understand, uh, Sergeant, and this isn't an order by any means, merely a request. Uh, there's a very low amount of desirable things around here. Even gold and coin is short. Uh, is there anything that you need? Anything that I could uh, return the favor? Well, maybe you could see to getting Corporal Alicia to free up a little bit extra rum during the blizzard. To warm the bones. I could try that. Yeah, no, that, that would certainly benefit all of us. Although she's quite a stubborn woman. When we were out traveling last, we um, we left a stock of very high-quality furs behind. I, I Rather than send them all back to the mainland, I could see that a couple go to you and your men. <clears throat> Certainly, if I had the uh, the board in question, I'd be able to bring them all back. They're like that uh, white one that you brought back? Looks like a polar bear pelt? Yeah, I think there were maybe a couple more of them, some some brown bear pelts, but they were all as equally warm. He stands up and, like, kind of strokes his fur cloak and goes, I think I'd look nice in white. Don't you, boys? Look like a regular snowball. All right. <laughs> when the right. blizzard breaks, I'll see what I can do for you. Thank you, Sergeant. Um, I'll leave you and your men to your, uh, your room. All right. Walk uh, They stand as you leave. Ferris, what, what did you do during this encounter? Nothing, but on the way back, I want to I wanna talk to William a little bit about this and say, now, I might be misunderstanding. I know woefully little of human culture, though more than I would like, but isn't the whole point of a chain of command so that you don't have to use quid pro quo to get what you want from an inferior officer? It's true. It's a little bit more complicated than, uh, you know, a simple ladder. There's, there's multiple ladders. So whereas my rank is higher than Sergeant Joseph's, He's not directly answerable to me. He answers to Captain Hughes, so mm-hmm. I can't give him direct orders. Then what exactly is the point of your rank? To give you. Are you a captain orders. in name only? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a captain, just not to the, not to him. To you, to Grimes, to Yaramir. Well, whether you like it or not, you are my subordinates. I'm your captain. Whatever Ferris. you say. Whatever you say, Captain, and you know, Ferris gives another one of those exaggerated bows. 
Yeah. As we make our way back inside. Right. Um, so that's the first day of the blizzard. The 21st of July is also a blizzard. Uh, the blizzard Great. continues the next day. So I think... I think well, Yaramir might be doing spell learning, but aside from that, I don't think we really have anything to do during these days. Well, at some point, Yaramir is going to have to put together the list of all of the stuff that we... Oh, yeah. Buy, right. Oh, we already did it? Did you already... You already pulled it together in-game? Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. we said that um, before I talked with uh, David. David. All right. So I don't know how I'm going to... Remember, it's David. Fine. David. Uh, yeah, if we've already done that, then, then I think we're just sort of... Um, will one of you talk? Will one of you be a proxy, Yaromir, and talk with uh, uh, the captain and discuss um, the kobolds that we did not take care of when she asked us to and see how they're doing and figure out, you know, their patterns, see if it's gotten worse? Um, I kind of want to go give the axe to Musa and have his tribe hunt down some kobolds for us so we can just ignore that job. <laughs> um, but yeah, that yeah. was a job she gave us that we've just ignored. And maybe sweet talk her a little bit because I don't think she likes us. Well, she doesn't like you, maybe. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. She didn't mention it to me when we when we had our uh, our updates after we got back. So sure, but if you if you express interest in it, it shows you listened, and she might like that, or at least yeah. I listened and you proxied. Sure. So I think I'll when Yaramir suggests that I go and speak to uh, Captain Hughes about this, I'll sort of not do it right away, and then I'll make make out like I made my own mind to do it. <laughs> Go later and later in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say like, oh, I'm gonna go and uh, sit by the larger fire for a moment, and head into the into the next room. Well, you find Captain Hughes there, her feet uh, propped up on a small table. She seems to be writing in a journal, but immediately shuts it upon your arrival. Um, to you, Captain. Looking quite cozy in here, Captain Hughes. Do you mind if I sit? Emotions and clears her feet off the table. It's up. So uh, I'm I'm starting to regain my strength, and we're going to be heading back out. Hopefully, when the blizzard clears and after the um, after the supply run arrives. I know we'd spoke about kobolds around the fort previously. Is that um, you didn't mention it? So is that still is that still on the cards? Is that still a problem? I mean, they attacked us outside the gates, but they they were scared off relatively easily. I think you just answered your question. They attacked you right outside our gates. Yeah, yeah. They're proving difficult to track down. Really, we got we got sidetracked with the nulls. But um, the wizard has maybe a more inventive solution for the problem. But I won't uh, I won't detail it here. But uh, just so you know, I'm still it's still on my mind. The gods doesn't say too much. Is there anything else that requires my attention? I think we have a separation of duties. I keep care of my fort and my men. You track down the surprisingly existing lost artifacts and wealth and return it here. Fair. Um, we've put together a list of 
things that we're going to requisition. I, a lot of it's supplies for ourselves and for the fort in general. Do you think uh, Alicia would be happy to uh, look after our supplies for us once once the, they arrive? Are we going to buy spare weapons, armor, things like this? I don't think she would be happy to do it, but I believe that she's the right one to, for the job. Very well. All right. Well, if uh, maybe you can just mention it to her, so when they when the items arrive, she's not uh, taken aback. I will speak to her when she comes in. All right. I'll leave feeling slightly. Uh, I've been given the cold shoulder a little bit there. I'll go back. She seems quite annoyed about the kobolds, um, but I won't say anything. I'll just go and stew. I'd be annoyed, too, if I ran a fort of incompetent fools who can't even take care of a simple kobold problem. You're like that guy in online games that just constantly flames. Just to be a dick. angry on PC. Yeah. Yeah. It really feels like he's just trying to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we wait We wait out the blizzard for a few more days. Sure. It'll take a few more days for the blizzard to clear. So, Yaramir, uh, why don't you give us a few more spells that you want to learn? I'll let okay. you know. Um, I'm trying my damnedest to get some my geometer spells, uh, and there's only two of them at level two, so it's making it... Oh, pain. Um, let's try spell number 41. It's a square maze on my right breast. Okay. Give me a, uh, a roll. That is a super pass. It is a super pass, but the spell eludes you. Ah! Oh, what could it be? God. Okay. Um, okay, so let's 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 get let's make sure we get one here. I want to try spell three, the stitching on my lips. Um, so I also want to say during the blizzard, there's literally nothing to do. You could do two spells per day during blizzard time because it's literally like you can't do anything else except for eat. All right, that's a significant buff. Okay, so yeah. for the second spell that day, I'll take the stitching and fail. I cannot learn yeah. the stitching. Uh, which spell number was that? So I can mark uh, it. Three. Some bad luck, man. Um, um, okay. You had tried that already, so you're trying it again. Got it. Yeah, I was, I was trying it a second time. Um, so that's three spells total during the blizzard. Um, you have to have a second spell for the second day of the blizzard. Is that... Okay, okay. Um, I want to try... There's a there's a spiral pattern around my waist. I'd like to try that one next. A spell number seventeen. Okay, me a check. That's a pass. That is a pass, and you learn a spell. Excellent. Right now, it's during this second day of the blizzard when you guys are going through to the mess hall and getting served your food. Uh, David's there. He's ladling out slop and you know pouring people mm-hmm. their their ration of rum. By and mess hall, you mean the cook's room? Yeah. Uh, okay. By mess hall, I mean the captain's room, actually, where the cooking oh. gets done. Uh, and Grimes, as you're going through the the food line, uh, David kind of like reaches out and grabs your wrist as you move through it. Left or right? Your right wrist. Uh, no, your left wrist. He's grabbing with his right hand. Okay. Um, and stops um, you, like, well, I've got your plate in front of the, the big pot. 
I raise an eyebrow. He looks at you in the eyes and goes, I uh, never really got a chance to thank you for saving Amelie. Oh, Grimes relaxes. <laughs> uh, of course, think think nothing of it. Just uh, <clears throat> doing my duty. Well, take this then. And he reaches and takes his personal cup of rum and pours it into yours, doubling your volume for the day. Well, cheers uh, to that. You're a good man. Hmm. You, you never really told me where you're from, he says, not worrying that the line is backed up and everybody's waiting for you guys to... You know, him, him to finish serving you before he moves on. Yeah. I step out of the line. Have you heard of Wichthron Renta? The greatest city on Earth. I was stationed there for four years. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Says slopping well, food to the next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, city boy, born and raised. I don't know. I'll go off and we can chat about Wichthron. All right. You don't mention any of your altercations or troubles in life. Uh, certainly none of the altercations. Um, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell him my sky sky high view of the city. Mm-hmm. Okay. I meant I meant mention how great the view of uh, Wick Lambdo is from the from the castle walls. Okay. Uh, I think that kind of perks a couple of people's attention when you talk about seeing the mountain from the castle walls and mm-hmm. a small crowd and it gathers around you at this time goes castle walls are you you don't look like a soldier you don't sound <laughs> like a noble uh, I am uh, the greatest climber in the kingdom I did a favor for a, for a noble uh, I on a hunting expedition up the mountain. Her, her son fell down a crevasse, and uh, I, I, I helped rescue this, this poor boy. Got to feast at the castle that night. Mm. Of course I couldn't help myself but, uh, have a go at the ramparts. My once-in-a-lifetime climbing opportunity. Uh, a uh, couple people drag you off to the side and chat about castle fortifications and walls and climbing and you know anything to kill the the downtime of this blizzard where you're all stuck inside in dim light and anytime mm-hmm. anyone opens the door the temperature drops 20 degrees and mm-hmm. it's most unpleasant uh, we can keep going with everything else there are blizzard continues to roll so uh greg do you have two four six more spells for me at least? Uh, I can give you two right now. Um, I want to try spell number 21, uh, second time of the series of 12 horizontal lines in my throat, uh, starting s- large to small. Uh, okay, give me a check. Uh, 20? Uh, that is a success, but a fail on the learning. Uh, okay. It's a lot of high-level spells. Um, yeah. And then I want to try spell number five, the circle around my right eye that extends back onto the temple. Spell number five. All right, roll it. Uh, that's also a pass. 68, okay. Learned. So that's another nice. two spells. So this has been three days of solid spell learning. I don't know how long Yaromir feels comfortable keeping up and 
just like learning spell day after day after day. I don't know if you can spend more than three days in full spell learning mode, but um, if you feel like that's something Yaromir can do, we can keep going at two per day, or if you've got other things you'd like to do, we can cut down to one per day. Um, I'm going to leave that up to your role-playing discretion. But the blizzard continues. It's been three days now of solid blizzard. Uh, I, I think it makes a lot more sense to go one a day. I'd be happy to go back down to sure. one. Yeah. Sure. When is the boat juice arrive, Neil? You know, it's supposed to be arriving about now, but it can't arrive in this blizzard for certain. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Might have to anchor for a day or two, wait for it to subside. Yeah. All right. So I think that as soon as um, as soon as the blizzard stops, we'll be heading back out, right? Yeah. So we're ideally. Hopefully, we're at... it subsides before we have to eat the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're at blizzard day number four. 23rd. Um, we can just Must keep passing. be the last day. Yeah. Uh, new spell, Yaromir? Sure. Let's try spell number seven, uh, which is eight large spikes coming off of the left shoulder, one in each direction. Okay. Uh, for That's a 38. That's a pass. All right. You learn a spell. Nice. Large spikes. Do the, do the tattoos relate? You know, in some way, Neil, is it sort of a metaphor yes. of a spell? Yes. yes. Cool. And day four of the blizzard passes. Uh, Grimes, how are you doing being cooped up with these three people? Or, you know, all these people for so long in such tight quarters and not having any freedom? It's getting a little antsy. I think Grimes spends a lot of time out in the yard. I mean, he doesn't leave the fort, but he... Mm-hmm. He pushes the blizzard to the limit, so like he's he's still up on like the roof of the buildings or the watchtower. So Grimes is continually like hours. freezing his ass off and then coming back into the fort and like warming up. I think I think Ferris is probably gonna a day dicking around yeah. the fort. Yeah, I, I think Ferris is probably gonna start doing the same. Like he can only tolerate being in the same room with other people for so long. I think he's gonna like find something to do, but like mostly be on his own. Like find some section of the fort that's empty. Like if there's another watchtower and he can just like tell somebody to go away and he'll take care of their watch or something. But he, he definitely looks for some solitude during the blizzard. Uh, we move on to the 24th of July. The blizzard continues. Oh, Yaramir. Um, okay, uh, D44 spell 34 is rolling clouds on the left elbow. And chance to learn? Uh, that's a that's another one. Uh, that's a success then. You learn yeah. a spell. Nice. I was gonna say no. That's definitely cloud kill. You can't do that till level nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm learning some good second level spells, but I don't have a geometer spell yet at second level. That is the fifth day of the blizzard. Now, William. Fifth? Yes. That's, that's day five of the blizzard. Uh, William, Stay. it's been five days. Two of your men are wandering out in the blizzard, getting themselves frozen <laughs> to the bone before coming back in. Your bedroom's yep. occupied by a naked wizard. Uh, the, the other captain in the fort seems a little standoffish and not too friendly with you, and the corporal's below your station to interact with, as is the cook, and I don't know how you feel about children. Yeah, so, no, not not great. There's a lot of just... I mean, I don't know, just like... The he's, used to, he's used to being around people right he's used to like sort of helping the people of the city that he lives in and like speaking to the princess and, like doing stuff for her he's being with his family he's not even when he's out on the field he's in charge of a larger squad than three people so he's usually got men to 
you know, that he's hanging out with. So I think maybe he spends a little bit of time playing this card game or whatever it was that Grimes taught him with some of the other soldiers just to sort of break up the monotony of sitting around. But it's definitely starting to weigh on him not being able to go out there and just kill something yeah. and advance our goals. Day number six of the blizzard still has not abated. You can not really get anywhere. The ship is supposed to be here. Let's hope it didn't sink. Um, yeah, let's Garmir, you got another spell for us? I can. It is number 28. Uh, so the circle cap made of and shaded by short lines on top of my head a second time. Okay, <laughs> give me a chance to learn. Uh, that is a pass, just barely. And Ooh. it is a fail. All right. Still don't know what that one is. You know, William, I was joking when I said that we might have to eat the wizard before this blizzard ended, but at this rate, <laughs> how much longer do we have supplies for? Well, I'm more worried about our firewood. How much did we cut down before? I, I think the, the fort is effectively fully stocked right now. Like they, yeah, the fort is back. more... The, the fort is stocked well enough to handle the blizzard for a yeah, significant I mean, like, How many days' worth of firewood would they actually chop down in advance? Like, there's got to be a limit. Maybe, maybe it is more than a week. Well, I don't know, that's not... Do you go and ask? Do you look into this? Or are you just speculating and voicing concern? How many yeah. pounds of firewood does it? do we burn an hour? We are saying you can burn one pound of firewood an hour, which is oh. probably like the bare minimum. You probably want to be burning okay. two, but for mechanical reasons, one to three is what you need. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, Grimes brought in like 200 pounds of firewood on his own, I think, over the course of five days of downtime. Yeah, but we've got at least five, six, seven fires. I mean, if it really gets that bad, we can always pile up in the captain's room yeah. and just burn yeah. one fire. Like, I'm sure yeah. they're going to call, like, an emergency if they think they're running low on firewood. The storeroom also has a very large supply of coal that has been brought in from the mainland. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't... Uh, if I know that we've got a huge supply of coal, then I don't... I guess I don't worry about it. But, uh... Yeah, I think we should be all right for supplies, Faris, at least for now. The, they must have foreseen this kind of blizzard and prepared for it. So what's, would, the, what's, what's the medic's name? Is it Mallory? Elizabeth. The medic is Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay. I'll, at some point, I'll ask her about these blizzards. So uh, how long do these storms typically last? This is, this is maddening. I haven't been in one this long before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is day six of the blizzard. Uh, did we get you a spell for day six already, or did we only get you a spell for day five? I don't remember. No, we, we did. did a we spell did. for this day at the beginning of the day. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on to day seven. This is a week solid of blizzard. Jesus. Um, this is why I think we got lucky last time out. I think we need to carry our own firewood in case of emergency. Like we Ferris. need a few days of firewood just in case we get stuck in the tank. Ferris, what is going on, man? Humans with no escape and maybe a few hours outside at a time, but then just like, you gotta go back next to the naked wizard. Yeah. Or these captains who have no real authority or rank or God, what? what? Yeah, it's, it's definitely frustrating. It's like when he's out in the field, he can focus on the job, right? And being around like four other people isn't too bad when you're out there. So there's like all this open, empty expanse, and you can kind of like focus on the task at hand, but there's nothing to do. I think Ferris is uh, 
really, really struggling to get by with this one. Like, you can only carve poetry on wooden tablets for so long before, you know, you, you just go, I, I want to go outside and do something. Mm-hmm. And not be around all of these all of these humans who suck at their jobs and are terrible. So on the seventh day, then, after seeing Forrest get restless... Um, yeah, he looks a little bit like a drug addict who, who just can't get his fix. It's like scratching uh, occasionally. I ask him if he'd be interested in um, organize a, a sparring tournament with some of the soldiers over in the barracks. Uh, maybe we could go and uh, you know get some wooden swords and fight it out for everyone to see who's the best fighter in the fort. How big are the barracks? Big enough to you know have a small field, uh, a small circle to fight in, though, right? Everyone. Yeah, if everyone some. pushes, like moves the furniture to the very edges, you might be able to get. Yeah, a you have people like crowding around a circle. That's some a fight club. Yeah, maybe right. maybe we do it without swords. Actually, maybe it's more just like a fist fight kind of deal. You know, the first That's, rule of I mean, fight club. We don't. We probably don't have blunted weapons that we could use, but we could always use sticks, some sort of wooden equivalent. Yeah, or some fisticuffs. Fisticuffs so I guess, could be an option as well. Yeah, William gets this idea and it sort of cheers him up a little bit to be thinking about it, and then I eventually ask uh, Yaramir and Grimes if they're interested in signing up. Grimes, <laughs> Yaramir looks at himself, <laughs> and he's so thin, right? Like Yaramir is almost emaciated yeah. looking, right? He's, he's he's very little meat on his bones. He just kind of smiles at you crookedly. Just <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could keep uh, track of the bets, then Yaramir. Mm, I could do this. Why wouldn't he enter? Sometimes the best way to uh, learn what you're good at is to jump right in. Ah, uh, and know very well what I am good at. 30 years on this mortal coil uh, gave me plenty of time to learn. Who knows? Perhaps you'll have a real affinity for punching people. I don't think you would find out until you tried. Um, Yarmir kind of gives you a far away look. Like, he's mm. not even really listening to you. And he says, hey, this is something that uh, I have tried. And uh, just kind of goes back to, to looking in his mirror. Okay. So, uh, do you have a spell uh, for the seventh day, Yaromir? Yes. Get it. Uh, I want to go back to choosing on my own here. I, I found one that might be a geometer spell. I want to go to 44, uh, the spiral on my right elbow. Okay. Give me a chance to learn. That's a success. And it is a success as well. Nice. Yaromir. <clears throat> Fucking hell. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. Finally get one? Yeah. <laughs> Yaramir, do you suspect there's anything supernatural about the storm? Um, it's gone on for a bloody I long not, time. I have not given it thought, dear Grimes. Come, sit next to me. Um, I rummage, I, I, I get up and I, I rummage in my like kind of gear and I get out my, my omen reading sticks. Um, begin setting I, them around you. I, say, I grimace, but I, I take a seat this time. This is a, I will, I will uh, use your concern to read the read the power that lines this world. Did you know that everything in this world is connected, thrumming with arcane energy? Yours is very faint. Seems you have spent many years of your life ignoring it. Hmm. But I can still read it. Come, pick up some of these. 
and I lay out like the omen reading sticks in front of you, and they're all these like intricately carved um, like sticks. They show pictures of different animals on them. Like um, instead of Arcana on a tarot, they all seem kind of like nature oriented. I I remove the glove from my left hand and like pick up one of these sticks and twiddle around in my fingers yeah. dexterously. Excellent. You will make a perfect stick tosser. Um, and I kind of, I set up kind of a, a pattern of these in, in, a, in a circle and, and I put a bowl down and I have you pick up um, a, a selection of sticks, as many, I, I tell you, as many as you want, um, but at least, at least two. Um, and I want you to toss them in the bowl and I'll make an omen reading proficiency. And my ask is, is the, um, is the storm supernatural? And what is your check, please? Uh, my check is wisdom minus two, so plus 12. I know Ferris scoffs at talk of the gods, but this seems, well, what is? Is it not possible for there to be supernatural forces at work without the gods intervention? Where did you come from? (laughs) I thought we were were in the room. I assume you were in the room. room. Did you go to a different place? No, I think you, maybe you walk in at this, I don't know. So okay. it's, sorry, I, I thought I assumed you were all there. So Yoramir, your bones sure, cast, yeah. they fall, and as like you know, Grimes is saying this, Ferris opens the door from the outside. A gust of wind comes, like knocks the bowl and the 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 casting things over, and they spill across the ground, which is an ill omen. Um, uh, I look, I look surprised. at Grimes and I say, eh, "There is little doubt." Uh, that there is ill intent behind the winds here today. The arcane powers worked through our friend here to show us their ill intent. He is very likely some kind of power guides these storms. You know, Yaramir, talking about your uh, omen reading again, before we went into Bokasa's cave, you mentioned something about the the place being haunted by death or something yes. to that uh, effect. Do you believe that what we found there was enough to justify that feeling, or are we missing something? I believe... I believe the bones that we saw there, that I did not see there. I I was very dead for most of the exploration of a temple. I would would have to go back uh, to see more. Uh, From what I saw, uh, there was sarcophagus, uh, and ancient writings on walls is quite possible there is something more than gnolls that iri- that radiated out death. See, uh, this it, is what I'm thinking, because Grimes, you must have uh, seen a few tombs in your time. There is only one or two people buried there, as far as I could tell, and that cave must have taken a long time and a lot of gold to build. It seems hmm. quite excessive for just a few people, whoever they are. Yes. I felt the screaming of many hundreds of souls when I opened the mind to uh, Arcane. It's possible there was more to the place. The, the tomb may have been built for but a few, but the gnolls packed it to the brim. Maybe It's possible yeah. there was more to the place that we never found. Even if there's nothing else in the cave itself, it's unlikely they'd build something like that in the middle of nowhere. There might be an old city around there somewhere, near the base of the mountain, maybe. I think uh, when we, we get a try. chance, we should go back and do some exploration. Agreed. Some we could go back to that cave, too, and find out if uh, if those gnolls yeah. have returned. Bokasa has lived. We could always finish the job. Yeah, I think that's maybe... Um, well, if we see if we can find Musa on the way, but if not, I think we should go there and see what we can find. 
Um, but I'm going to go and fight some of the soldiers, Faris, Grimes. <laughs> you want to my, my, my main concern mm. with that, William, is I my weapons are a little bit foreign compared to the tastes of most of the soldiers here in the fort. I'm worried I'd be a bit out of my element using uh, using prop weapons. Well, you, I'm sure we, we could find you a couple of sticks to brandish. If you what what is, like... this? is this fisticuffs? Is this with mock weapons? What What is this tournament being fought with? Well, I was going to let anyone use whatever they wanted to fight me. <laughs> I doubt anyone could win either way. Interesting. Uh, Neil, if yes. you were like fighting somebody fist to fist, right? Could yes. you basically make two fist attacks as like a dual wielding thing? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So basically, like, William would get one punch per round because he doesn't dual wield. Or, or he could he... do it with, like, the penalty. Right. And then I could do it no penalty? Yes. So or I, reduce I don't think penalty, we... right? Uh, I think I have zero, zero. What's your deck? Have... Do you have 17 decks? Yes. Yeah, you can do it zero, zero. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think we fight each other in the first round, but it inevitably yeah. probably ends up being Faris right. versus William. Uh, do you yeah, have designs just... to roll it out, Neil? Uh, you guys can't. Do you want to roll it out to see who wins, or do you want to say you guys battle a whole bunch of times? Well, it's just gonna I, be I, the one time. I don't really care about rolling against the other people in the fort. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be interested in actually like rolling to see what happens between William and Ferris. Okay, right. well, then let's roll this out as a okay. As a so there's no armor on either of us. I assume it's like just you know, stripped off, yeah, waist. shirt, yeah, shirtless men, uh, oiled up, shirtless you know, sweating, man and elf. Yeah. So you've got this skinny, blonde, <laughs> feminine-looking elf, and then you've got William, who's got, like, shoulders and biceps like tree trunks. You know, he's already, like, sort of pummeled, mm. like, about six different guardsmen into the ground. And um, yeah. I'm sure... You've, you've got William, who just, like, oxes through people. Ferris has been, like, doing the whole float like a butterfly sting, yeah. like a bee routine. It's like dancing so I, around people. And so I don't know where most of the rum is bet, but I'm willing to bet on my side. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This, this should be fun. I'm interested. It's going to take a long time to do 29 <laughs> HP worth of damage. Yeah, I have 26. We're both we're going to take a while. What's okay. the, is it plus three for uh, uh, this? Yeah, but you have the same initiative, so just roll D10. D10. All right. Yeah. All right, Sean. So I make my two attacks. Uh, both of them will be at I'm level three, so plus two each. Mm-hmm. So 12. So both those should hit because it's no armor, right? You have 10 right? AC, right, William? You don't have yep. 16 decks. No, I don't have decks, I see, yeah, so that's two okay. hits. Those are so both D2 damage. D2, okay. For two damage. It's all temporary, this right, Neil, yeah. Right, yeah, it'll go yeah. away by the end of the next day if you beat each other to right. bloody pulp. All right, I strike back. Just one big haymaker, right? Coming in with the uh, D20 plus four. Four. For a 19. And what's that, D2 plus three? Yep. Four. Okay. I'll uh, go and mark down the HP. There we go. Smith. Two. All right. And initiative. This is gonna take a while. Let's just oh. let's let's get through this nice and fast. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. Yeah. All right. You're first. <laughs> All right. Two hits, Sean. Uh, it's take. It's thinking. There we oh, go. Oh, Both one. One so hit one lands. Miss. Yeah. One hit. D two. Two damage. Ooh. Right. You're on four total. Here 11. Comes 11. That's a miss. Because I have 13. Dodges all the way. There's a duck and a swipe to the side. Uh, why don't I'm we in. just have you guys just take turns? Sean keeps winning sure. initiative. Why don't we just go back and forth, back and forth? Sure. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, so um, both of those are going to miss. 
Ooh. That's gonna hit. That, that is, is a crit. crit. That's a double crit. It does clear by ten, so three d two plus four. Three. Three. Seven damage. Seven. There okay. are great cheers going up every time Kel William like cracks Ferris in the <laughs> chest. Uh, that's one hit. Guy's got so a hard chip. Yeah. Another one. Um, Ferris keeps like bopping you. Here and there, little oh, no. oh, Jesus. oh my god, <laughs> little blows on the side. Uh, so I think I'm going to ask you if you want to surrender after this one. <laughs> Brother eight. All right. <laughs> you you ask Ferris if he yeah. wants to surrender and uh, like, crack my knuckles. You had what, enough, Ferris? What HP are you at, Ferris? <laughs> I'm at seven. Out of twenty-two. Twenty-six. Oh my god. All yeah, right. he's done a lot. Those those uh, crits have done a lot. Uh, Ferris Ferris just ignores you and like rushes straight at you with two more swings, both missing. He's oh my he's god. like taking two hard cracks. He's not doing too well. Oh well, there we go. Yep. Oh, Ooh. there we go. I think <laughs> both of those should be double crits, actually. Uh, are they that plus two each? Yes. Then yes, yeah. that is that's gonna be four d four. No, it's no, 3d4, uh, right? No, because it's two total. hits, both 3d2, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So 62. Yeah, 62. Yeah. Take so eight. a couple Ooh. of nice kidney shots and an uppercut in there. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. It's not over. It's not over. Tad miss. 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 Damn it. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay. We're, I think we're both a little bit staggered after all these blows. We're not. We're not landing of, anything right now. Yeah, <laughs> all the other soldiers me. are cheering and jostling each other back and forth. Another blow against Ferris, and he's wobbling on his feet. You yeah. Figure one, one more. more blow. One more will down me. So. Yeah. Ferris. Ferris is taking it out to the bitter end, though. He's not. He's not standing well, down. That's two hits, maybe. Uh, so it's two d two. So you take four. Ooh. Where are you at, William? Um, I've got twelve left. Okay. You gonna see it through? Yeah, I'm gonna knock him down if, for, for what oh, he's yeah. done. That's that's gonna do it. D two. And uh, one final blow. <laughs> Knocks Ferris Boom. to the ground. Ferris falls to the ground, rolls to the side, not totally unconscious, but like down yeah, and down. out. All right. I mean, I, I'll help him back up. And, right, right. Uh, There's yeah, a you know pats on the backs and cheering all around, the exchanging of coin bits and a little bit of money here and there. Yep. Uh, all right. Great. Ugh, that was fun. I'm glad we had something to do in this blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I try not to rub it in Faris's face, but you can see Williams feels a lot better after a day's fighting. Yeah, I think Ferris enjoyed it. He doesn't seem put out by losing the fight. Yeah, I think it was... He, he doesn't seem, like, hurt by it. Um, like, he's not friendly to anybody, so, like, he doesn't, like, congratulate William or anything, but he doesn't, like, seem put out or any more of a dick than usual after uh, after losing. I suppose with like boxing and stuff like that, it comes down to weight, doesn't it? So I've got a big advantage yeah. over you just for being a lot Definitely, bigger. Definitely, I, I know that's the case with wrestling. I don't know enough about boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a reason there's weight class belts. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was. I knew it was in wrestling. I didn't know about boxing though. So when the three of you, two of you, however many of you are over there boxing, fighting, come back, uh, you can see Geneva Hughes, Captain Hughes, uh, looking at William. As he comes back and sort of shaking her head, giving you that like look of disapproval of the you know the officer should not be fighting the other men like yeah you know you, you're like carrying a near like barely conscious Ferris back and he like glances back at this one just kind of goes what a bitch as they like stumble through the door back to their room yeah I think I don't think William feels too bad about it. I mean he's the same rank as I know it's her man but 
you know, this is the kind of thing that he would have done mm -hmm. in the barracks when he was, you know, on the field. So I don't think it's... I think this he doesn't is, think it's bad. Yeah, I think this is more a sign of your leadership styles. Yeah. You know, she's maybe a bit more proper when it comes to division of officers versus enlisted men, and you're you know, happy to get in with them. Tell yeah. me, William, how do you deal with all of these people in the fort? I don't understand it. Every single one of them giving you that disapproving glare. Assuming we can't do our jobs when we're the breadwinners for this fort, we had to make an uphill battle just to get a damn dagger on my person. I'm not going to deny it that it is frustrating to be stuck here with uh, no way of advancing our goals, but I... I don't know, Faris. You get you get used to dealing with people. Maybe you've spent too long out in the wilderness on your own. All I'm saying is I was quite happy on my own. Maybe, maybe. But don't forget, while this, while this blizzard is frustrating, we're not here to make friends with these people. We're here for a much more important purpose, and hopefully come tomorrow we'll be back on track. All right. We'll be back on track tomorrow. Um, and yes, actually you right. are. The next day, the blizzard breaks. It's not, you know, nice calm weather. It's still pretty blustery winds, but it's enough that you can go outside and do Is, things. Does a ship pull into port that day? Uh, well, first you got to dig yourselves out of the fort because you've been in a yep. week-long blizzard. Yeah, and so. it, everyone, like all hands, are trying to clear yeah. things up and make so it. So I imagine workable. today is probably like lost to working on the fort, and then the day after can, today. I mean, but from the watchtower, can we get a view out to the bay? Uh, that evening, at the end of the twenty seventh, after like a day of digging out the fort and of like you know going back and getting some new firewood and reprovisioning and kind of setting things up. Uh, you can see from the watchtower a sail in the distance. It looks like it'll be arriving this evening. Probably going to stay a little bit further away from the shore. Don't want to get in too close at night. Uh, but it should be here tomorrow. All right. Good. Okay. Uh, do you want to take a break here? Because it's been like an hour yes, and a half-ish. This is exactly where we're going to take a break. So Perfect. we'll see you guys on the other side of our break with the next two parts of our show. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. So the blizzard oh, has finally broken. You've seen the ship, and the next day is the 28th. It is a moderate day still. Um, Sounds right. are kind of high, but for you, you can walk around, you can leave the fort, you can do stuff. We are restless. Uh, so do you say I we... Think, uh, sorry, Paul. I was going to say, I think we should get out of here. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we dealt with the boat, Neil. No, we, you have not yet to deal with the boat. The captain Sorry. immediately sends Mallory, the, the hunter, uh, out with her patrol to go gather some more food, uh, maybe, you know, find some things, whatnot, uh, and then yeah. gets together a small crew to head down to the ship. Now, yeah, so you guys are going to be responsible for hauling your wealth back. Yeah. I, you, you probably could leave it to them, but it's probably better if you guys are the first ones to bring wealth to the ship. You know? Yeah, so I, I asked Grimes to help me bring the slob down to the ship. Answers. Sure thing. And I bring the requisition form that Yaramir's filled out with all of the supplies that we need. Um, Do we want to read it to chat so they can they can hear all my work? Oh my I mean, god, that's a I lot of things. It take like ten minutes. Like, I'll put a link. Okay, again. never mind. Then uh, then no, we'll just we'll just link it to those. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, basically, Greg is great, and he 
spent like i don't know probably 10 hours 20 hours figuring out what we wanted to buy uh put hundreds of things in there we've got hundreds and hundreds of things in that list yeah. yeah um all right so i take the stuff down and um my do i have to negotiate with the ship captain for how much the uh thing is worth or should i just say you know we think it's worth about this you say we think it's worth this this is what we want and if yeah. there's a, a discrepancy the people back home will make up their uh, minds of you know how to deal yeah, with it exactly. it's not the ship right. captain we're negotiating with right we're Correct. sending this back to whoever your contact yeah. is mm-hmm. all right so this is going back to the yeah. princess but i ask mm-hmm. the captain um if he has any letters for my for me or for my family she shakes her head slowly Anything in Sorry. there for me? Hell, William. No, no letters from home. Uh, I, I see. Um, could you see this delivered to my wife? And I'll uh, take out the envelope and hand it to her. He's got a sad look in his eyes. Um, Is it then, sealed? Yeah, it's sealed. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I assume I've got access to like wax to. Yeah. To seal. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, may not have, like, your stamp on it, but there's some sealing wax in the place that you could borrow yeah. and use. That's it's probably sitting in my um, in my manor in my village, right? They've probably made, like, a wax seal for me now that I'm a, mm. a London knight, but I haven't got a chance to seal or use it yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, I leave once that's negotiated and leave Grimes to talk to her if he wants. Right. You can talk to Zaz, Grimes, the captain of the Sea Skipper. I don't, I don't know if there's anything... To say, but I'll probably load her on the boat while loading. And is there are there, is there gear to unload? Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff to unload. The the ship is bringing in a fresh supply. You know, some coal, some oil, some of this, some uh, rations. Because you can hunt meat here, but like you can't just survive on meat. Or you can, but it's just like it's Challenge very unpleasant accepted. to only eat meat. Um, so Zaz, no letters in there for me. Do you have people who would write to you? <clears throat> well, I. You have hey, a missus I... back home. A missus, well. More than one. I'm a popular you, uh, man. You pay up front for all of that, right? <laughs> touche. Touche, Zaz. I have contacts. Just keep an eye out for me, okay? She nods. Uh, any, anything else you guys would like to interact yeah. with on the ship? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I start um, gathering my gear to get out. Yeah. Let's get going. I, uh, is is uh, David uh, involved in the ship process? Uh, nope. As okay. a cook, he just cooks shit all day long. Then, then while everyone else is busy doing uh, ship stuff, I'll go see David and be like, Hello, David. Have you by chance broken any uh, jars recently? Well, there's this one of marmalade, which still has a teaspoon of marmalade in it, so I can't quite return it yet. Uh, Mm. But I suppose you could hold on to it for me since my storeroom is going to get filled up today. Well, I appreciate it. I would be happy to help the cook in any way possible. And then here's... uh, Oh, no, I dropped it and it broke. Oops, he knocks like a different jar off the, the table. Yeah. Oops. Oh, I well. There you go. And you know, some things get shuffled around and you end up with like a, a pack of five jars. 
Uh, a couple of them will need to be repaired, and some of them okay. still have a little bit of food in them that you're supposed to hold on to for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is the cap is the cook's daughter not meant to be going back on the boat? That is a very good question. Uh, no one's talked about it, but huh. she wasn't supposed to be here. Yeah, and... I mean, I'm not, I would press the issue. I was just wondering if she yeah. was, if that's something that was happening today. Well, you gather up your stuff, and you don't see her down by the ship at all. Might be a nice shrug. I mean, it is what it is. Got more important things to worry about. So we're this is just like the morning, right? We plan to head out today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you spend the morning gathering things and hauling things back and forth from the ship. Uh, during one of these moments, while things are still being hauled up from the ship. There comes um, a wounded and bloodied soldier. Uh, one of the people that was sent out was sent out with Sergeant Mallory returns. His name is Bill. You guys recognize him from Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, he shows up like with a, a gash across his shoulder, um, Bill. and like wounded and you know bleeding from it, and stumbles into the fort looking around. I mean, I'll, I'll run up to him. Bill, what? What happened? What did this to you? Where's the rest of your squad? We were we were on a trail, follow, following Caribou. Now other people are gathering around, including mm-hmm. Captain Hughes. Fer- Ferris leaves to go get the uh, the doctor. On the I'm trail uh, uh, oh, of okay. the Caribou, following their droppings through the woods, when from either side of the trail, kobolds leapt from snowdrifts. Oh they, shit! They cut us to ribbons. They they had us on the back foot before before the gods intervened and, and scattered the whole lot of them. Where's the sergeant? Wounded, dying. Out in the field? One. God, th- th- I mean. Th- How far out? All right. Well, it is time to, to we go find them, yes? Just, yes. W- one dead, five wounded, including the captain, two others watching over the bodies. Which way, man? Five wounded. They cannot walk? Um, I. You said the captain was here? Yes, Captain I'm Hughes. I will look at Captain Hughes and be like, hey, I will go tend to their wounds. I need Ferris and William to keep savages off of me. I will need to borrow uh, five to six of your men in order to help bring back the wounded. Um, and then I just start walking off and like prepare myself to go. So Yaramir starts issuing orders to Captain Hughes. <laughs> yeah. um, he sort of ignores them and calmly looks around, looks at Sergeant Elizabeth, goes, Elizabeth, gather your patrol. We'll leave in ten minutes. Captain, I think you should stay here. I'll, 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 I know, but someone needs to maintain the fort. This isn't your responsibility. Well, I'm leaving today, so somebody must look after the fort. I might as well check on them on my way. She doesn't say anything, uh, but goes to gather her gear and armor and everything. What? From the boat, I think Grimes says, "Wow, looks like there's some commotion at the fort." I think Ferris. I guess duty calls. Yeah. I'll see you next month, Zaz. Uh, D twenty plus twenty days. As Grimes gets out of bed, and you want me to make a charisma check? Uh, Do you want to make a charisma check for something? Is that what you said? You said D twenty. Oh, D twenty plus twenty days. Ah, Zaz says to you. Okay, it's a date, and I catch the next <laughs> rowboat back to shore. All right, reunite so, with the party. So, in this intervening time, did Grimes successfully seduce the captain? I don't think there was any seduction involved here. No, okay. no passive seduction from the mustache. 
Uh, I don't know if he's into that sort of thing. Let's see. I mean, like, you know, they weren't just it's, having a convo, like a casual conversation, then whoops, they were in bed together. Nothing happened. No, there, okay. no, hmm. no. You're going to have to put okay. in a little more effort if you want to seduce an NPC. All right, so I think uh, we, we get going. Okay. I, I play it off the, well, we'll go help, because we're not going in that direction anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I don't, I don't want to step on its toes too much. Right. That so, is not how I play that off. When I arrive and I see that they've got like eight people ready to go, I'm like, excellent, excellent. This will do excellent. Now, <clears throat> William and Ferris are very experienced fighters. They will keep everyone off of us. So I, 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 of I, I drag Yaramir to, to the side and say, um, lay off the orders, Yaramir. You're not in charge here. It seems smarter than the captain. Their ability to stay alive. They need someone who has lived yes, no. more than them. You're needed, but uh, you're stepping on you're stepping on the uh, captain's toes. His Let's thinking go. seems smarter than the captain's. It's not the time for subordination. There's men dying out there. Exactly. And I start I, walking. I think you mean insubordination. Yeah, that is what I mean. Uh, Thank you, Grimes. So the, the party of four PCs and the party of nine NPCs uh, plus the wounded Bill head off. And sure enough, you find this this very f- a fairly fresh caribou trail going through the forest. Uh, it looks All like it's right. been made since the the um, the blizzard, and there's like clear markings of droppings, and you can see in the snow behind the caribou tracks are the footprints of uh, the people. Uh, Bill leads you three miles out of the fort, maybe not even three miles, maybe it's closer to two miles out of the fort, uh, where you come across two other soldiers, one man and one woman. Uh, one of them's got a bow out, one of them has a spear out, and they've, like, dug this, this, like, little, uh, snow fort, basically, around them. Uh, so there's, like, a small wall, maybe four, four feet high, and they're inside of it, stacked with four, uh, with, I'm sorry, six bodies. Yes. Human bodies. Human bodies. Uh, when you get there, it's clearly apparent one of them is dead, like, you know, you can tell by the paleness of the face. You don't even need to inspect the body that they're dead mm-hmm. and start frozen probably by now. And then there are five others, including Sergeant Mallory, who are badly wounded and have been patched up. So they're not dying, but they're, you know, they're piled under all the clothes that they, these other three people find. So we need to just get the back, right? So as soon as I get there, I just immediately begin making medical checks. I begin, like, looking for the most wounded first, and I'm just, I'm engrossed completely for the next however many rounds, like, making sure they're stable, getting them ready for transport, that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Ferris moves off to the side a little bit and keeps a lookout on the sides, like, yeah. exactly as Yaramir wanted, like, just making sure nothing's coming to ambush yeah. this, uh, this group. Yeah. Grimes begins spiraling out of perimeter, I guess, looking for a sign of Kobold, and maybe, maybe Ferris should be doing this, but... Sure, I'll make a perception check at minus 11. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, my perception is rather good, but... Ooh, natural Ooh. 13. Almost. Almost. My, perception is, my perception is 14. But... Yeah. Oh, wait, do, did you do away with the ranger bullshit? Uh, I think we might have. What ranger uh, And there stuff? was also, like, bonuses because of, uh, you know, these are I mean, next fresh prints in the snow. Wait, so I think wait, I should, that's I think I should have found right? something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, you should be adding the the skill itself to it, shouldn't you? Yeah, but I but minus eleven because I'm non proficient and not a ranger. But I think oh. we got rid of the ranger thing. The ranger penalty's gone, but I so that's that's yeah. a pass. Right. Uh, you very easily find tracks in the snow. 
and uh, there are a few piles of kobold bodies nearby as well that have been stacked uh-huh. up nice and neatly by these soldiers. You can see mm-hmm. the tracks head to the south. So I think Fer- we Ferris, come over here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Ferris. Do these Ferris look like over. these look like kobold tracks. Uh, I take a look at them. Off. Do they look like kobold prints? I mean, they do. Yeah. Indeed, definitely not soldiers wearing boots. Hmm. Captain, I think we've got a trail. So I'll come over and look it over. How old do you think these are? Half an hour, an hour? The soldiers there can tell you that they fought these kobolds about an hour ago, hour and a half ago. Yaramir, how long until they're ready to move? Uh, should I make a medicine check or something to see how uh, long? No, between or? you and Elizabeth and the other eight people here, they're they're ready to go. All right, they need okay. to be back so. in, in warmth. I will need to make sure that the... I will need to travel with them back to fort, make sure that they stabilize. But they are All ready right. to move now. Yarmir, we're going to have to track the kobolds. You'll have to come with us. Uh, track away. I must stay with men to make sure that they live. There are too many wounded here for a single healer. Yep. I look over to the... Um... Right, five wounded is at least one too many. You can only do, like, four, right, uh, per I would, have, I would have to double-check the proficiency. I'm pretty so sure that's at... true. I think, I, look... I think we need both of us in order to attend to both of them, to all the wounded. I look to Sergeant It's up to six bit. people at a time for one healer. Is it? One one healer can take care of six uh, patients at a time, at most. Up to six patients can be cared for at a time. Oh, perfect. That was not intended. Six and one patient... One so doctor can deal with it? One doctor can look after six pe- wounded people. So assuming nobody else is wounded in the fort, then Elizabeth can take a look after these people. But if anybody else is wounded, or if two people are wounded, then she's going to be shorthanded. Elizabeth, do you think you can handle this? Is now, Elizabeth there? Yeah, she's she's the one leading. Okay. Yeah. She kind of nods a bit. For, for now, I can handle it. Yarame. Would you come with us? All right. Let us go find Musa. I have... Yeah. these kobolds. We don't even have rations on us yet. I assume we left without, like, rations or anything. We just gotta... We just gotta Elf has together. good point. We should go back to the fort and resupply before fighting. I mean, I, I think we were... I think for now, we can... Yeah, right, right. Got, we're just I've planning to bags packed. chase yeah, down I, some kobolds and murder them. Yeah, I, yes, think we should, we must, I think we should go. I think we should deal with these kobolds swiftly. Yes, Teach them agreed. I think today is going to be spent hunting kobolds. It's a bit below our station, but that's what we've made of it. That's a great idea, but Yaromir's not obviously in a leadership position. He protests (laughs) and and grudgingly like complains as you walk through the snow. We head off down the trail. Okay. You follow these tracks. I think as we head off, I whisper into William's ear, aren't you supposed to be delivering the orders around here? Yeah, I'm That's trying my best. Yaramir appears to be a very insubordinate subordinate. I think he just likes the sound of his own voice. Best we just let him, <laughs> <laughs> let him say his uh, orders doesn't mean at the end of the day we're doing what I say. Uh, these tracks lead about two <laughs> miles away from the fort. Um until they curve around this small hill and just like kind of disappear into this dugout little hole. And when I say little hole, I mean little hole. 
It's way too small for any of you, even Yaromir, who's kind of mm-hmm. skinny and scrawny, to fit into. And it, this hole is like just dug into the ground, which at this point is like a, a hill um, with a bunch of snow that's been tossed on top. William, do you remember your your Molotov, your Molotov cocktail practices yeah. earlier? I, was I think now might be a time thing. for a recreation of that event. I have. Yaromir uh, was unfortunately unable to witness it. Perhaps now he can uh, he can have a chance to. I have vague memories of a similar I am unfamiliar with this man Molotov and his cocktails. <laughs> How will a drink help us here? So I take out... Um, it has a hell of a bite to it. Six right. hours of lantern oil. I'd like uh, to circle the the hill and see if I can find a back entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you uh, start searching around. Give me a perception check, Grimes. Nice. Grimes, 31. Nice. That's a beautiful perception check there. Nothing escapes bat grimes. <laughs> uh, you find something more interesting than that, actually. Here is my... You find a large 240-pound sheet of coins <laughs> that have all been fused together. <laughs> uh, there is this... There's like a, a little trail, a little trickle of smoke coming out of this, like, hollowed-out branch that kind of sticks up through the snow. Ah. Just... Yeah, that does the job for us. Yeah, I just, like, get, yeah, I plug the hole with, I don't know, some some leaves or something. I pull off a tree. Sure. Uh, it's yeah. no difficult problem to plug up the, the small, <laughs> like, you know, chimney branch. Hmm. Do you... Uh, so do I notice uh, Grimes doing this? Because if not, I'm going to carry on with my plan. Uh, only if yeah. Grimes announces his announces it. Nah, probably not. Right. I think I casually so. plug the chimney and see if I can find any back door to the cave, but it sounds like there isn't one. So I will pour down six hours of lantern oil and light it on fire. So uh, you just like start dumping lantern oil down the first hole that you found? It burns. It burns quite smoky, right? Um, this is lantern it burn, oil. It doesn't it burn, burn very smoky very at all. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the least smoky of the things that you can burn. Okay, so do we have? Is there is there enough like twigs or anything like that around? Because if not, I guess this plan won't work. Uh, do any of you have a little bit of fleece? Yeah, some cloth. I suppose we could burn. We have just ordered not, like probably. not cloth. I need fleece. Does anyone have anything made out of wool? Uh, our coats. Maybe? Yeah, my I think my clothes. scarf might be wool. It's probably wool. All sure. right. I, so once I've plugged the hole, I'm going to start gathering firewood. Just my little stone hatchet and chop up some kindling and begin yeah. gathering that. Fer- Ferris removes his scarf. It's on. Right. He probably he probably doesn't even wear it. He probably carries it around. He already used it to like uh, bind Yarmir's wounds at one point or attempt to. So it's all like covered in blood and disgusting. Mm. I guess. Yes. I pick a bit of fleece out of your out of your scarf, um, mm-hmm. and I begin tossing it in the air in front of me and drawing um, this like wavy pattern of, of rolling clouds um, through the air with the with the fleece, um, and I cast the spell Wall of Gloom Ooh. centered inside of this hole. Nice. Okay. I've heard of this. Seen the spell. A wall or barrier of ominous shadow in an area within the spell range. The wall of gloom does not obscure sight completely, but objects or creatures within the wall or on the other side are dim shadows that can barely be seen. 
Creatures attempting missile fire through the wall suffer minus two penalty to their attack rolls. In addition, the supernatural cold and darkness of the wall and gloom may cause creatures moving through the wall to recoil in fear. Creatures of four hit dice or less who enter the wall must make saving throws versus spells or retreat for D3 rounds. Um, higher level hit These dice are... Like How long does it last, Greg? Uh, so it lasts... I don't know. I, I, I failed to write that down. 2d4 rounds plus one per the, level. The feet of it. Let me... It's 2d4 rounds plus one round per level. 2d4 rounds plus one round per level. So 2d4 plus three. Nice. Why don't you just roll it for us? Interesting factoid. Is that what Dalamar had cast on his tower in original roleplay now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, was you a, want me to roll that? Yes, I do. That was a non... 2d4 plus three. That was not anything written from the... I always, I always thought it was that spell. Well, so ooh. basically, when they're inside of this, they've got to save or they have to flee. And my assumption is they have to flee through this hole. They retreat out to us. And as I cast the spell and I finish it, I just look to William and and Sean. I mean, William and uh, Ferris, and I say, hey, pre- "Be prepared for very frightened creatures to flee from hole." All right. Mm, so we, we saw Yarmir just do some stuff, and it kind of turned a little shadowy in the hole. Yeah. That's that's spooky. So I'm going to draw on the, the map a little bit to the northeast. Um, let's just... where This is a top-down view of the hill. These are concentric circles denoting height of hill. Yeah. Right? So the... It should all be different. Uh, so you guys, there's like, this is the, the whole entrance, actually, it be an X, not a, yeah, right over here in the bottom section of it. Um, so where are you guys in position? If you could, you know, drag your little tokens around it. I don't think I have a token. So where's the entrance? It's the X on the bottom. This is the, okay, so I'm going to be behind William and Ferris, like, facing the entrance. Yeah, uh, Shrink up your tokens a little bit. You can drag a token from the character section. You should be able to drag it yourself onto the map. So I'm going to stand like right outside it. Yeah. I'm going to be a few feet behind him. I've I've warned I've warned Ferris and William to like be prepared to like for so, things to leave the hole. Yeah. yeah. They as they should be um, retreating. I mean, it goes so, down in like a direction, right? It's not like straight down as a whole. Correct. Right? It's it's at an angle. Yeah. So Ferris yeah. is going to go around behind it, so he's not visible from the entrance. Uh, so please mark yourselves on the map. Oh yeah. So I'm not sure what the timing was, but I think maybe by now uh, Grimes is coming up to the front of the hole with a bundle of sticks. Uh, I can't move my to start a small fire in the entrance. Sure. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then here was the the. Cross is where the smoke was coming out of. Okay. So that that X is the entrance, right? Right. The X is the entrance. The cross yeah, so is the, the like smoke right hole. So I guess we'll start this fire and then with the order to Faris to keep a lookout to see if you see the smoke escaping from anywhere else. Right? Because there might be another exit. So as you, you wait, you can hear the sounds inside of panicked creatures and they begin to scatter... And sure enough, a kobold pops out of this hole right away. I think there are three ready to attacks oh, yeah. at this hole. Yep. So why so, don't you play whack-a-mole as the kobold exits? <laughs> I think there's a fire in the way. 
right? Oh, uh, that's small, right. William we've got a small pulled... fire going, and I think yeah. William might have tossed the oil in. Okay, sorry. And there's the wall of gloom. William. He needs to make right, a saving throw. Right, so there's the throw. wall of gloom, and then you guys actually started a fire in this exit, right? Did yeah. we? I, I didn't know if William that's, that's what Grimes is doing. Yeah, that's what, no, I, I'm with Grimes on that one. Never so mind, that. Okay, so instead, uh, you start noticing a, a set of fleeing kobolds exiting from a different okay. side of the hill. There's they just start like piling out and start bolting as they for. Yeah. I for think freedom. as soon as we see this, we should roll yeah. initiative. Yeah. Or, Let's yeah. um, do a quick surprise check for them to see if you guys were taken by surprise by this or not. No, you were not. So they start bolting, and uh, let's do an initiative roll. Is is it like very clear? Like I could see them for a good distance when they start running. Uh, no, because you're still in the woods. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah, and it's moderate winds today. How far from us are they? Fifty feet. Okay, I'm using my swords. Oh right, I can just use it on the initiative oh. tracker. Why did we start? A oh, I forgot about initiative. I, I don't know just, why we started. The I mean, in terms of in terms of time here, I just kind of want to know what what happened because I thought he went off to get wood for the fire and then I casted a spell and there was already a fire there by the time he came back. So like you were casting a spell while you're casting the spell, William's pouring oil down the hill. Grimes is coming back with some firewood. The spell goes off. Grimes like, you know, the uh, William's already lit the oil on fire. Grimes is adding firewood to it and the spell's off. And you, maybe you're like, what the fuck guys? I had a plan and now you've like, I think I think I just go further disenchanted with the leadership in the in the. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. um, and I'm gonna just get an initiative for ooh my, a large one. Damn, that's a big kobold. <laughs> that's slow, slower than humans, right? Kobolds are like half speed. They're gonna be just as but fast their as natural us, though, terrain. Because they're uh-huh. in their natural terrain, and we have snowshoes. Does everyone just get? Is, is the initiative system stuck? What? No, you guys just all, you know, yeah, got lucky. It, he has to like sort it after rolling everyone in. But you yeah, guys but all but everyone. 12s. There's like everyone going on twelve. Yeah. Oh. A lot of twelves. Okay. How difficult is it to determine initiative order? Like, is there clearly a kobold that's like? got more of a head start than the others that's going to be mowing on initiative four like he's clearly like hoofing it so they're running you're, away you're asking difficult questions that i don't know how to answer fair enough um so the the kobolds begin to bolt uh yaramir is the first one to react to anything um i whip around and i begin drawing the the magic missile on my chest um and i fire it at we'll go we'll go towards the front we'll fire so it at this guy here you can, you i split them now i don't think those kobolds are actually there on that side of the hill are right they? no the, i i just haven't we've got poor I, visual representation of this this hill so yeah. uh you can just shoot at the nearest kobold i shoot at the one that's in front when it issues uh, out and it's running away the one that is further like is most in front that's my magic missile it's a turkey shoot then you target yes. the one at the, the lead right or the one furthest away from you and so i'm third level so now my magic missile is 2d4 plus two you can split it though as well right i don't know obviously you don't want to but i yes. can't split it huh yeah, yeah i didn't think i could split magic missile oh yeah yes. you can you can do so uh, two 1d4 plus ones at separate targets, or you can double up on the same. Kobolds have half a hit dice, but they're probably hard. I'm just going to kill one for sure, I think. I'm going to go eight at I two missiles. This is probably the first time you've seen two missiles erupt yeah. from my chest. 
as like I draw this symbol out, it glows a little bit brighter and two streaks of, of like magical light just hit and penetrate the, the leading kobold. Perhaps it even surprises Yaromir that his, his lower level secrets have expanded. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is coming like one from one side of the big scar on your chest and one from the other side of the scar. Like, wasn't yeah. the scar One from each nipple? Too. No, <laughs> no. Yes, yes. That's great, I love it. And then there's a feeling that uh, Yaramir's got a lot more powerful with that. Whereas before, you know, like one of those magic missiles didn't seem to do that much damage. Now it looks like, you know. Yeah, now a kobold just like erupts into flames and burns yeah. to death and has like these things. Clearly, just got shot by something in Star Wars. Like a looks like it could probably kill most people now. Maybe. Yeah. Um, one of the kobolds is it just flees, just runs like hell. Another kobold just runs like hell. Marshall, it's your turn. All right, they're only little. I want to try and like just tackle like two or three to the ground if they're near each other. Yes. So just yeah. like fucking dive on them, right? Just charge and dive. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you, We're going you can, s- if you're gonna charge, I'm gonna need you to make me a con check to catch up to them. Okay. Yeah. Aren't they only 50 yard? You said 50 feet away. Yeah, but they're all running, and you know how chaotic combat movement can be. But he passes charge check, no problem. Yeah. So you so, close the distance and yeah. give me a roll to hit to see if you can leap on two of them. 21. Uh, great. You tackle two kobolds together and drag them to the ground. I mean, uh, I'd say that would probably do some damage you. as well. Yeah, you're a large man. In heavy armor. Yeah, I weigh a In lot. Heavy. How much do you weigh? Oh, God. With all your gear? Uh, I mean... <laughs> a lot. Because yeah. he carries all I went, I went, uh, I went LARPing once, and there there was a very specific rule, because you have to wear, like, real armor there, that uh, if you wear heavy armor, you're not allowed to grapple somebody in lighter armor. It's, uh, it's for that exact reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you if you're not wearing any armor, if you're really dumb, you can choose to grapple somebody in plate armor. But then they they're allowed to grapple you back. So it's it's kind of a safety net. You can choose to to not abide those restrictions and take a black eye from somebody in full plate tackling you to the ground. I, mean, I think he weighs something like you know 350 plus pounds more. All maybe. your gear and everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't you roll me like? 3d2 then for the damage of just like jumping on these guys. Nice. Five. Uh, You can feel one of them breaking (laughs) underneath your weight as you land on them. One of them definitely like there's a snap as you crush on this thing. Uh, The other one is clear like still wiggling and squirming underneath you and you can feel it's like claws coming up and trying to dig into you. Yeah, well, I'm gonna put it, put that one down next time if I can. Good I'll do. Ferris. Yeah. Uh, so I'm charging alongside William. I'm gonna make that con check because, like, I, I, my, my whole goal here is I know he's tackling two. I just wanna my Ferris's aim is to overtake this running away group. So William is gonna tackle two, and Ferris is just gonna try and like cut down two of the swords. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna roll my charge. That's Ooh, a fail. God. Natural damn. one even. So what yeah. happens with your charge? Why does it go um, bad? I think Ferris. I think this is the first time I've charged mm-hmm. with this character. I think he's never really charged in snowshoes before. Is the issue, <laughs> and he uh, he like, you know that 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 amazing meme of somebody like running and then they like kick their heel with their toe and they wind up plummeting to the ground. It's kind of like that because it's just the snowshoes are so big and awkward to run with. It's kind of like overlap I think just, your shoes. Yeah, they, he, just... they overlap. He kicks his heel. He falls straight to the ground. 
You probably like pointed your toe down like you normally do when you're running instead yeah. of like it flat and like yeah, it's just something yeah. something bad would happen because of those snowshoes. All right, yeah. you land in the snow face first and just get like mm-hmm. a mouthful of snow. Uh, why don't you remove an extra cold point on top of the? You've been out for two <laughs> hours, I think. No, you were out for two and then one, so you've been out for three hours in moderate weather. It's minus two. Um, so we lost six nail. Everybody should have lost. Uh, no, you lose three at a time in moderate weather. Okay, uh, so minus nine. Three. Yeah, everyone loses nine, and then you lose 18, an additional so one for face planting okay. in the snow. Yeah, I took off the the scarf bonus because sure. I just kind of gave that to Yaramir. <laughs> so Yaramir, uh, you have a a bloody, disgusting scarf. You would like to keep that. I would. So we need to charge to catch them. Uh, the ones that have already left the hole are, yeah, you're gonna need like a charge because okay. they're running away from you at the same time. All right, pass. I go running past Ferris. You, you <laughs> run over Kel William, um, and catch oh. up with one of the retreating kobolds. Yeah. When when he like runs over Kel William, does he further crush the remaining kobold underneath? <laughs> yeah, I s- slip past him. Ferris, they're over here. What are you doing playing in the snow? Um, back attack and charge. Yeah. Yep, okay. yep. So there's my primary is a miss, unless I can. Back attack is plus one, and charge is plus one. Back attack, back is, plus attack two. is plus two, my friend. Okay, so that's a 10. Do they have uh, they armor? They have 12 AC. Okay. Um, and offhand is a miss. So I close with the kobolds. Wait, they're small and Dagger they're in fast. each hands. Yeah, I'm they're... like flailing daggers. You should get attacks of opportunity, though. If they, they run, yeah. to run, How many can I get adjacent to? Uh, pretty much only one, because. Uh, Yaromir killed one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? William Clomber, Clombered, uh, tackled two of them, killing one of them outright. So there's only one left. Other than uh, the oh, one I guess there are two William. left that are still running. Um, now, so William's yeah, on top of one, and, right? Yeah, but there were five that initially okay, escaped. Yeah, two were killed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you I'm can adjacent get adjacent to, one. to the two, yeah, to one of them. Who are they, unless move. they're next to each other? No, um, they're like vertical, uh, you know, in a line. Okay. Because they pop out, out of the tunnel one at a time, so they're kind of single file running away. Uh, he's going to move on his turn, which is out at 12 as well, to give me that attack of opportunity as he bolts. Yeah, back attack is plus yep. two. Um, there 18. you go. That's a hit. For three points of damage. You dig your dagger deep into his spine. He goes down in a twitching pile of kobold flesh. Uh, one of the kobolds manages to break away from the party as more kobolds continue to emerge from the the pack, from the, that little hole. Awesome. They just start Yikes. piling out. Back. How like, many are running? Uh, like another seven exit the hole. Um, but this time as they exit and start to run, they give a, a stop as they see the you guys and you know dead kobolds all around them and they huddle together in like a little ball for protection. Uh, uh, William, you are currently on top of a kobold. Oh, no, oh God, I think I ruined your token. So they're huddling yeah. by the cave or by their, by their little igloo or whatever this thing is. Yeah. So if I were to make a, a javelin attack right at the new group, mm-hmm. would the one next to me, if he was to run, I'd still get an attack of opportunity, wouldn't I? Only if you have a melee weapon in your hand. So if you've thrown your javelin and are unarmed, you do not get I, an attack of opportunity. Can I not? Can I not throw my javelin and draw my sword? Is that not? That's fine. Yeah. All right. So that's that's. Well, do we, are we rolling initiative again? Yes, yeah. we are rolling initiative again. Oh, okay. 
Uh, oh my god, they're huddled all together? Uh, yeah, they're, they're like popping out of the hole, but they're seeing all around oh them god. are these oh, people. Oh, this is going to be glorious if I can go first. So <laughs> they it, gather together in like a oh, yeah. little cluster of terror. Oh, you did it. Hopefully. Um, wizards, when you use the um, the separate initiative, wizards become even more powerful because all the spells are such low cast times. Well, some of them have very high, but yeah. I've been fortunate and most of the spells that I've learned are low casting time. The uh, magic missile, as an example, is really strong. You are first. And I think Grimes goes at the same time, and he. Okay. I think I gather the kobold's attention. So I, the Aramir positions up right up behind them. And I'm going to face them in such a way that a 120 degree arc is going to avoid Grimes and just murderize these. Okay. All so, right. And if, and if it's impossible to get all of them um, and not hit Grimes, I guess I'll hit Grimes, but I want to hit them all. Yeah, I, we're, we're coordinating this more or less. I'm, I'm walking towards them as you're setting up. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I, just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna burning hands the crap out of these. Um, uh, so and so you well, said I can turn it all into dice if I want. So yeah, yeah, this is a great time to talk, have this discussion publicly that we had off screen. Um, burning hands does D3 plus two per level. Now D3 averages out to two. Uh, and so we were talking about giving Burning Hands some flexibility. So you could cast it as D3 plus two per level, or you could do D3 per level plus two, or you could even do your level three right now. Mm -hmm. So you could even do four D3, or you could just do like D3 plus six or any combination. I want to do, do three D3 plus two. Okay, that works. Give me a three D3 plus two. Because um, this should average the oh, same, yes. no matter what. There Better you go. Burn. You so there's nine points of damage to everything within that arc. Yes. Uh, you unleash a hellstorm on top of them. They do get a save for half damage. They do save for half, yeah. Wait, don't um, kobolds have half a hit die, though? So they couldn't possibly these survive. These are snowbolds. These are snowbolds, uh, my friend. Okay. You um, it's usually only five feet deep, is it? So this is only working because because they're all so they're all huddled together, huddled together yeah. and they're That's, small creatures. You said they're yeah. small creatures and they're all huddled together, so they're just... you literally had like the burning hands Bigfoot moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, you. One of their the snowbolds is out of range, but the other six all go down. Even the one okay. who passes his save just goes down in a screaming pile of burning flesh and hair. Wow. It smells atrocious, and the sounds of these creatures burning alive is maybe not as pleasant as you thought it was for the victory. Like, I think... <laughs> like, you're happy to have killed them, I'm sure, but at the same time, listening to six people burn to death in front of you is a, a gruesome moment. Are yeah. these... Uh, was, are, they, are the kobolds armed, or are they just using claws? They have spears. They have spears. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Grimes, yeah, it's your turn. Uh, Grimes growls at the kobolds. There's one left um, outside of the hole, and then one under William. I was going to try and grapple them, but maybe we just murder them in the face. All right. I'll just stab this kobold. We'll finish it. Uh, right. Primary weapon. Five points of damage. Dies. Wait, maybe not. Maybe not. Hold on. No, he dies. Yeah. They're, they're all gone. Offhand, not needed. No, not even needed. Uh, there is a, a big stack of kobolds there. And then it's Marshall's turn. 
That's the wrong initiative. I rolled 15. I've got two on there. Okay. Yeah. All right, Ferris's turn. Ferris picks himself out, or picks himself up out of the snow. There's uh, one that's, really there's one running, isn't there? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, missile weapons that, are penalized. Yeah, could I, is he within range that I could switch to my missile weapon and take a shot at him? Uh, you're sure at you're minus six. by the barbecue? Or... <laughs> 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 it's a minus six to hit because of the wind, and then since he's running through a forest, I'm going to give him, like, 50% cover. So you can not take a happen. shot, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. It'd be a total yeah. of minus 11 to hit. Yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, it'd only be like minus six in total, but I still don't like those odds because of my bonuses. Yeah, right. Well. Are you not taking the shot? No, I'm not. Ferris just kind of picks himself up. Ah, oh my God, I can't how, speak. How far away did you say it was? Uh, it's I not the range. Say. It's that it's minus six because yeah, yeah. of the winds. And how then far away did you say the kobold is? He's a full round of movement away. Full round of running away. Um, so is he within could I, shouting could I charge? Dis- distance? Wait, could I could I reach him with a charge? Yeah, you could probably reach him with a charge. I'm gonna give it another shot. <laughs> All right. So Ferris picks himself up off the ground after face planting. Yeah. Uh, and I got it down. Picks his feet up and carries himself over the snow drifts uh, okay. to within range of the the kobold yeah. who is smaller okay, so than it's, you. Much yeah. Smaller. So plus one for charge, plus two for back attack. Yes. Okay, so plus three from that, and then I have plus three to hit with the saber normally, so plus six there, and that's going to mean plus five for the other one. Roll the hit. Okay, so plus six and plus five, so 11. Oh, wait, no, 12 and 11. Or, sorry, 12 and 10. 12 and 10. Yeah. Yeah. 12 and 10? Yeah, so one should be a hit. 12 is a hit. Yeah. So D8 uh, plus two. So he takes five. And goes down in a bloody All right. hump. Alright. Right. <sighs> so seeing the kobold barbecue, I'll uh, abandon my, my plans this for the travel. Stinks. And I'll uh Hey while... Ferris, get back here. We've got some meat for you. <laughs> while holding this uh last kobold down with my left hand, I'll draw my dagger and just like oh. saving private writing. No, stop. Ooh. What? I, uh, maybe you run through. <laughs> like you, you shout stop, and he just kind of like looks back as he's shanking. Do we have an issue versus voice? Um, uh, no, this is fine. I'm okay, okay. with this. I, I look over to Grimes. Well, you I speak kobold too. I start walking towards William. It, I didn't realize there was a kobold alive. Yeah, you there speak kobold. Looks like you've got one. Uh, I have been called a cunning linguist on several occasions. So I'll sheath my dagger and just like hold the the kobold up at arm's length in the air. He's probably like flailing, I, but his arms are too short to. I get narrow to my eyes at the little creature and growl. Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> uh, the kobold where's, immediately where's, stops everything he's doing and like snaps towards Grimes. Where, that was great. Where's the rest of your pack? He's there... very clearly confused. <laughs> I take a few steps towards him, I guess. I come over and stand next to William. Arky, barky! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know Art. if I like the, the little shit comment more or the cunning linguist one more. <laughs> oh, God. That, that whole exchange was a gem. <laughs> they have also you... been called cunning linguists, but not by monsters. <laughs> if you... Yeah. If any of you kobolds 
ever attack us snowfurs again. We'll reduce you to ash. Elf meat. And I like nod towards the elf. <laughs> Where are the are there more of you? The kobold nods slowly. I returned to Common. He he says there's there's more. Perhaps we should let this one leave and deliver a message. What message? Oh, a message, right? Yeah, to mess to mess with us at their peril. Do you not think that we should try and track down the rest of them? Maybe this is enough. I, I, I thought, I, I look, I thought uh, hunting kobolds was beneath us. I, uh, I'll pull in my close to my face. Like I'm sure my head's like twice the size of the kobolds, and then just like, and then like throw him to to the ground and like watch him scarper off. Do you have any Tell parting words for him, Grimes? Yeah, I, I keep talking as he goes away. So, yeah, switch back to Kobold. Arky barky. Ark, ark, ark. Tell, tell all of your kind that you meet what you saw here today. Tell them of the carnage and the flame. This fate awaits any who mess with, with the no-furs on this land. He stops partway, kind of looking back at you, sees the charred bodies of his friends, Family is members, probably. Is Ferris, is Ferris eating yet? No, I think Ferris, <laughs> Ferris like, is dragging this body back them. And once he gets back, he probably starts to gut his uh, his kill yeah. on the spot. I, I think I think as the he looks back, Grimes, and then he sees like you see Ferris in the background, like beginning to skin this kobold or whatever he's doing, flay the kobold. Okay. Uh, the kobold it, just turns and, and bounds through the snow to the south. Yeah. So I say to Grimes, sorry. Do you think do you think that's gonna work? I I certainly wouldn't want to mess with us. I look over to Ferris, who's like pulling kobold intestines out. <laughs> yeah, so Neil. Yes. Uh, I took that cooking proficiency. Oh yes. no, oh no. And did I try kobold meat during the uh I, I believe I did, right? I think you did and you didn't like it. Yeah. But I'm think Ferris wants to think here, like he, he's thinking of ways that he could introduce kobold meat into a larger meal, create like a, a well-rounded dinner. <laughs> he's gonna like gonna what sneak. are what are the pro? He's I, I I'm wondering if I can make some sort of cooking check to see if I can think up what the right seasonings and like other ingredients that would complement kobold meat would be. The right give the me, right cut. The yeah. right best ways to butcher them. Give me your intelligence check for your cooking proficiency. All right. See if you can if you can theory craft something that might work. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Roast. God. He knows uh, exactly. Roast. Roast. You, you've eaten dog before, and mm -hmm. you recall kobolds are like dog, but a little gamier, mm -hmm. and maybe a little bit um, softer, a little mm. bit more tender. A so wild you, you dog. You piece together some ideas of what might work uh, with these. You okay. just need to import the right things from raw. Okay, sure. And I, I think I'll, you know, I, maybe I don't even gut it there on the spot. Maybe I just kind of did that to make a point a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he looked back at me and I was like, you know, just kind of starting on. But I think otherwise I'm just going to carry the body with me as uh, as we go back. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to well, get ready to make some kobold meat later. Perhaps we should some, uh, follow this kobold and see where he goes. Does it really matter? I believe he'll... I think, yeah. I think okay. uh, what we've done should have worked. Do you think it's worth checking their uh, dent? Do, are they like I don't think so. Kobolds? The kobolds seemed even more primitive than the gnolls. 
I agree. And they don't well, have a uh, they don't have a tomb with ancient technology that they've plundered. Why don't we head back to the fort so uh, the master destructor here can check on his patients? Thank you. It would be much appreciative of that. I worry I, for for their health. I give Yaramir a wary look, given his uh, show of power in that last fight. Uh, I don't want the balance of power to shift away from William being the one who's the most deadly, you know, so he's, he's just sort of wary about that. I think Yaramir doesn't pick up on that at all. Yeah. Right? Yaramir's just, like, lost being... Go like, he's... Like, any anything sinister about Yaramir, like, maybe he got real kind of scary in the fight, right? Like, he's magic missling, he's doing this magic, and, like, maybe he did seem a little threatening then. Like, there's a, there's a wildness and a strength that he usually leaves unseen, but now he's just, like, goofy. He's, yeah. he's back to, like, thinking about stitching people up and, and tattoos and weird things again. It's just a fleeting uh, look of concern, I suppose, you know, oh. something that'll play on the back of his so, mind. So, as you guys head back to the fort, and I think we have one more break to do? Yeah. Yes. Technically. Um, yeah. As you head back to the fort, I want to ask Kel William here. It's not only his increasing power, he's been issuing commands to you, to your men, to Kel yeah. Hughes... Exactly, but I think William's not too concerned because he generally seems quite goofy and unthreatening, right? So it's easy to sort of, like I said, ignore him as being, oh, he just likes the sound of his own voice. He just sort of likes vocalizing his thoughts. And But at the end of the day, everyone's still doing what I'm saying. But if the power balance were to shift too far in Yaramir's favor, then I think then William would be worried then. Are you... Does William have any experience with spellcasters in his, like, previous life? Yeah, well, I assume that Princess Sala must have a, a wizard. Sure. Yeah, yeah does, like, yeah. Um, in our backstory, you, you yeah. talked with the court wizard um, who was familiar with my work. And maybe maybe he just wanted to get me the hell away from whatever <laughs> town I was in, but he recommended sure. me to you. Right? But I, right, so uh, you don't have, like, you don't know any other spellcasters personally. You're not, like, buddies with another wizard. Or yeah, something. and it's not like... Um, it's not like what was the name of the guard in Dicing with Death that hung out with Georg all the time and went off on like solo missions. William doesn't do that. He sort of sticks more to traditional war fighting than he does small adventuring parties, you know, hanging out with wizards. So he's definitely seen wizards before and seen magic before, but never really been a close associate of how do you, how do you feel about magic? Are you comfortable with it? Does it give you the heebie jeebies? What's I think it's just a, a healthy respect because I, I think most of the time he will have seen magic will have been like in big pitch battles where maybe like a high level wizard comes from the capital and just like fireballs something and lays complete waste to right. thousands of people. So he'd seen Yaramir cast spells, but they never seemed as, as devastating as the ones that he'd seen mm -hmm. other wizards cast. But now he's starting to stray into the land of, you know, maybe he, ha he does have some real destructive power. Right. All right. Why don't we take uh, our last Oh, break. I just wanted to say, could I... Uh, Ferris would ask William if he can help carry this kobold, because we'll be going quite slow if I uh, carry it yeah, on. Yeah, fine. I mean, I, I don't know. Why do you... Why is it you want to carry it? I'm a bit of a, a, bit of a chef in my spare time. I'm... We, we need to be... We need to be resourceful if we're going to survive long expeditions out in the cold. I'm looking for ways that we could make kobold meat a little bit more... I tell you Savory. what, Ferris. I'll carry a backpack for you if you want. Sure. That that should do the trick. Yeah. I'm not gonna carry the kobold for you. Excellent. Um, 
And why don't we take our last break here? When we come back, we'll finish up with all the things that we've got to do. So see you on the other side. See ya. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. So you guys managed to pull your way back to camp, back to the base. Yeah. Um, it is still moderately windy. You get there in three hours. Everyone takes another nine points of cold, but I think you can all heal this up uh, yeah. tonight if you spend the night yeah. in camp. You've also been gone for six hours now, so it's mm -hmm. past midday. It's well into the afternoon. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, when we get back, what what do we usually eat? Like, what are I know the soldiers hunt and bring us food. Is it usually like caribou? It's and, mostly uh, like seal um, and some caribou. Sometimes there's a little bit of penguin around. What does and seal then, taste like? I don't even know. I don't think we're allowed. I don't think. Does, I don't think you're allowed to eat seal. I don't know the protect. I don't think seals what are protected, seal but you might need a like? special hunting license. They absolutely marine mammals are definitely protected in like all California. Marine okay, the yeah, the I quote the quote I got back is it's a different meat, but if you like different wild meat, you'll like seal. So I think they're edible. <laughs> a taste that's equal parts gamey and fishy. That's not a great description. <laughs> Oh man! So, did you know that the Galapagos turtles were so delicious yeah, that, like, I read that. people couldn't good. stop eating them? Maybe we hunt turtles. Mm. Where Wait, there's not a lot of that. sea turtles in the frozen wasteland, though. <laughs> it's a little cold right. for them. There could be snow turtles. Maybe snow turtles. Oh. Maybe they're delicious. They're Galapagos mm. snow turtles. Mm. Covered in fur. We're freaking fuck out in my yard right now. Really? Never any bucks out here. Yeah, we always get the female deer and the, the baby deer. Bucks are rare. Deer cam. Mm. So there's a, a restaurant in Montreal that has a special recipe for roast seal with brandy and cranberry sauce. Mm. <laughs> okay, so my, my point was more like, we're, we're just kind of like fishing for scraps, right? There's also some biscuits and stuff that gets imported from the mainland to mix in, so you're not just having a full meat diet. When so, my... what's what's the cook's name? David or David. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go talk to David. Right, Ferris probably doesn't know that it's David properly, so he, he probably assumes it's David. Right. And he'll uh, he'll walk in mm -hmm. at, with this with this kobold that he's probably like carrying over his shoulder. Oh, you got one of them. He yes. spits on the ground. And I I don't mean to step on your toes. I know you tend to do the cooking around here, but I'm a bit. Well, I've always been a bit of a chef in my past time. My spare time. See, I tried a little bit of kobold on our last expedition. I, Ferris like starts describing the taste and how it's not particularly great, but it's very similar to dog if he's ever had that. And he kind of goes off on that. And he uh, um, can, can we have this conversation outside, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Ferris will Ferris will do that. He walks and outside with you and like shuts the door to the fort behind. <laughs> uh huh. And he, he describes, like, his thoughts. Like, if you add some paprika here and, like, you know, just giving descriptions of what he thinks would be, like, good additions to make uh, kobold meat quite delectable and add a little bit of uh, variety to their to their meals here in the fort. Um... <laughs> I don't really feel like that's appropriate for a child, in the presence of a child. What do you mean? Well, with all the hubbubaloo, well, it looks like the ship forgot to take Amelie again. So here she is. <sighs> and I 
don't feel like eating kobolds is an appropriate thing to do in front of a small child. Ferris looks a little bit like, do you not kill animals? Hunt seal, caribou, um, those sorts of creatures. Yeah, but not intelligent creatures. You would call these creatures intelligent? What What is the distinguishing factor between a kobold and a seal then? And Fer- Ferris is, Ferris looks like genuinely confused when he's talking to this guy, like he just doesn't get the disconnect. You know, they always said your people were weird. I thought they were just being racist, but maybe, maybe there is a true disconnect between humanity and your kind. I you know, couldn't agree more. Maybe there are just some things that just don't mesh. And this is one of them. Try not to talk about eating sentient intelligent beings around my daughter. She'll have nightmares. All right, Fer- Ferris actually, um, hmm. he takes to that pretty well. Like, that's probably the most, like, not dickish response to his being an elf that he's ever had as a person. So he kind of has that weird moment, and he kind of just, like, respects that, and he, like, gives him a nod and says, very well, I'll keep my appetites to myself then. And he'll, he, uh, he walks off with hey, the... Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Mm-hmm. He goes back inside. Do you have any, uh, and he, like, asks if he can borrow a little bit of spice? Sure. Sure. Here, here's some pepper. Here's some, here's some thyme and some rosemary. All right. And Ferris will, Ferris will take all that and head back to the room. Um, Where is the kobold? Uh, I take it with me, and I'm actually going to head outside the fort walls a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to actually go outside the fort walls and just kind of take care of it. Kind of just, like, right outside the walls. So that I'm not like people would have to walk out or be in the watchtower to see him doing this work. Right. Right, so he's, does, he's trying to respect that that wish and you know keeping it out of people's spaces. How does the captain respond to our handling of the kobold situation? Does so she- you guys come back. I think everyone immediately looks for the guys that are wounded, except for Ferris, who's you know, got his kill yeah. here. <laughs> and you find Sergeant Elizabeth tending to the wounded in uh, the that barracks that Mallory has. I just like take off my, like, fighting gear, right? And, like, take out my med kit and just start helping. Right, right, right. So if you bring us back to the fort here. Um, so I'll be looking for the captain. Right. This shit, let's get everyone on the fort view. Always way too zoom. Uh, so Mallory's room is, I should just put the names on the rooms here. Uh, Mallory's room is the top one, squad one, here. So everyone's stacked in this room. Mallory's, in, uh, Elizabeth is in here, as well as Captain Hughes, and they're tending to the five wounded men. There is uh, the corpse, the dead soldier, is covered up with a blanket and kind of stashed in the corner on a bed very respectfully. Um, there are three wounded and living people, and then five unconscious uh, dying, you know, need to be tended to by medics, people. So, uh, Sergeant Elizabeth definitely welcomes Yaramir's help in this matter. Because um, yeah. there are, you know, there, there's eight injured. Seven injured. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Grimes, I think, was with them up until they walk in the room and just the stench of death permeates the place and <clears throat> he slips outside, like waits outside the door. Um... Kel Hughes yep. comes over to William and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, thank you for your help. 
Of course. Uh, we, we tracked them down and we cleared out that burrow. Left one alive with a pretty strong message to tell the rest of them to avoid us in the future. We can't guarantee that's going to work, but I'd be surprised if we don't see a reduction in cobalt activity. How many did you bring down? Uh, a dozen. Maybe more. Fourteen. From Bill's reports, there were about a dozen left. Hopefully that was yeah. all of them. Sounds about right. I think that might have there be other burrows or you know, other small tribes of them. But um, with any luck, one we left alive will warn them off. We've been here for a few months already and only found one of their burrows once, but it was abandoned. Mm. Too small to fit people down. Too frozen to dig into and explore. We we smoked them out. It seems to be quite effective. She well, looks a little uh, confused by that statement, but doesn't really follow up on it. Okay. Um, well, I, there's not much I can do to help the wounded. Uh, I think we'll be heading back out into the field tomorrow. Fair but enough. if there's anything you need for me tonight, uh, I'm around. Where are you planning on going? It's none of my business, but curiosity and camaraderie. Well, I, we spoke about uh, the other night. I think there might be more to the cave or the tomb where the uh, the old chieftain was, was holed up. So I think we're going to head back there, uh, at the very least reclaim the, the furs that we left behind. And what about this great wall? Yeah, well, there's... Uh, the, the plan's a little bit confused, but there's another there's another tribe of gnolls that we were meant to be sort of helping by disposing of the uh, the one that we killed. However, our gnoll ambassador was, was killed in the fight. So I don't know how that's going to work now, but... um. The idea was that they would lead us to the Great Wall. Hmm. Oh, I'll have to keep you updated on that one. Maybe we can find some clues in the cave as to where the you Great Wall is. Have located. an idea where it is. It, I mean, clearly it's south, but is it east of the mountains or west of the mountains? I believed it was east of the uh, east of the mountains, but that's only from uh, Grimes interpreting the knoll that we had captured. Surprise oh, boss battle! The, <laughs> the white dragon descends from the skies. <laughs> that music still gives me like the uh, the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, I say. Well, I, 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 it's hard to tell because all of the secondhand information translated by Grimes from a skirt knoll. So, how does that man speak noble knoll? Well, he's a he's a criminal through and through. So who knows who he's? Uh, he's a criminal. Were you not updated as to who I was bringing here? Yes, he's a a well well known. Uh, oh damn! Cat, cat burglar. Cats out of the bag. A, you brought a burglar. The man is a a skilled. Uh, look, it wasn't my first choice, but Princess Seller uh, recommended that I bring him along. I'm not sure what his. Uh, relationship with her is or why she felt inclined to suggest his name to me but she did and I'll be honest next to the uh, the elf and the uh, the tattooed wizard he seems to be the most sane of my uh, companions so I I don't know don't hold his past against him too much hmm. but I'm sure he's dealt with nulls in the past or goblins or kobolds or whatever and, and who knows in, in what nefarious context 
You can be sure, though, that I'm keeping an eye on him. As long as you think he can be trusted. I believe he can be. He lets it go. And um, I think it's time for the party to get together and figure out your course of action. Before the party gets oh, together, okay. I have things I'm going to do. Um, oh, right. You have first, a Amelie stuff. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to do is just a, a quick bit of, of like, me and Elizabeth. Like, as people file out and it's just me and her, I begin, like, talking as I as I um, stitch people up and tend to their wounds or whatever. And I begin giving, like, very precise anima anatom anatomy, like, lessons as I go. Um, Anatomical. Thank you very much. I was struggling with that word. <laughs> um, I, I, I like. I'm just discussing like exactly like everything around like their wound and how you would get to it, and, and maybe it's like really disconcerting to the people that I'm tending to. Like it's the worst bedside manner, but like this is like part of my like sharing information with her. Like I'm I'm teaching her of like what a surgeon might need to know um, as I go through that. Right. And I think as you're doing this, you find that her technique is fantastic and um, yeah. while there are definitely things that you know she doesn't it also appears there are things that she knows that you don't um, and her like outright skill uh, seems mm -hmm. to surpass yours like mm -hmm. looks like she's much more practiced and has probably gone through like a classical training in this mm -hmm. sort of thing that's kind of my expectation right is I see her as the classically trained doctor and I'm this like roots like from the from the bottom of the populace like holistic kind of healer that has right. learned a lot of like folk remedies and maybe i've like i have really intense anatom anatomical knowledge because of like my study of myself and other people and maybe some other things in my past we haven't brought up yet um but uh other than that i'm not like really trained classically so it's a it's a meshing of like book study and practice right so there'll be like an area where she's trying to stitch up a wound you're like hold on we need to check the organ underneath here because underneath this wound is a blah 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 and, you know, yeah so there's um a trading back and forth on that absolutely um are there any specific uh aside from technical things but personal things you want to exchange with her with elizabeth yeah um I begin kind of opening up to Elizabeth maybe a little bit more uh, since she seems to be fairly uh, on a quid pro quo level with me. And as I, I, I kind of intermingle stories uh, along with the, the physical and the, the technical, um, I begin telling her of, of a time I spent um, just outside of, I need to bring up your map. I, I spent just in a small village, just outside of a small village, um, outside of Matava and outside of Drekus. Um, and I had spent time there with uh, my, I call it just, I just say my family. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, how I was the healer, right? I, I was I was the healer of many villages in this kind of small area, but um, unfortunately, they they kind of cursed. They they cursed me. They thought they thought because of my appearance I was cursed, and eventually I had to leave, right? And I kind of like wind the story. Like it's not just like a one go story. I just kind of wind it through with like everyone else. Maybe as like pieces of it kind of occur to me based on like similar wounds. I just kind of I just give her this little glimpse into Yaramir's past. And she shares with you a little bit about her past as you guys are stitching these up. She says that mm -hmm. she was born to a family of nine children and four aunts. 
and her father owned a sugar refinery that supported their very large family for many years. But uh, actually hard times came down on them. And her mother and aunts took to like teaching to help make ends meet. As far as she knows, everyone's still alive and well. But she had a, this interest in medicine growing up and uh, tried to become an apprentice, but no one would really take her up on that. Um, people just kept overlooking her. And so eventually she joined up with the army as a way to like get into medicine, uh, but it didn't work out very well with that either. So after a little while of being a medic, uh, a troop shortage came through and she just got like pulled from being a medic into just being a frontline soldier mm. and was there for a few years. And then the story gets lost and you, you miss the second half of her story. Okay. So, later that night... Uh, no? Amelie? Yes. At some point, um, I'd like to, to meet up with Amelie before meeting with the with the rest of the, the people. Sure. She looks uh, a little bit nervous. Um, you know, someone is dead, and a lot of people are wounded, and so far, this area has been cold and physically challenging, but this is the first time that you know this poor little eight-year-old is seeing dead and dying people and like hearing their groans and their screams while they're being operated on. Okay. So she is shaken. So I pick up on this. Definitely. Um, and, uh, I kind of, I kind of look at her and I say, uh, Amelie, I see you are having a bit of a rough time. Come play with Yeromir some. We will lighten your mood. Um, and I, I kind of sit down and say, how about, uh, some stories today? Um, and I tell her a story about Falumbra that I learned um, in my time with the, the, the I'm just going to call him the Martha cult. Um, I, 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 I'm, and I tell her of, of how um, you'll see when, when people are born, your soul comes down from sky. You are a part of universe. Everyone and everything is connected. You come here, you live by grace of gods and by men. You have long life. Eventually, when when Vorasi comes to take you, your soul does not end here. You see, you are a piece of Filumbra, as am I, as am all of us. And you are lifted from this place that we live. And you go rejoin aunt, uncle, mother, father in sky. You rejoin Filumbra in peace in great happiness with all relatives and friends you've made, waiting to be born again, to live another time. Right, and I, and so I kind of I, just like use my folklore of this to try to she, comfort her. She chimes in at some point asking that if she dies, will she be able to see her mother again? <sighs> <laughs> oh no. Those who those who are taken at the proper time will be reunited. Those who are taken at the time not designated by the gods will have to wait until their proper time. So eventually you would see her, but it, it may take longer than you wish. She seems disappointed by this answer. Um, and if anything, more depressed after ah. your story hour. Shit. Um, 
That was an unexpected question. I was not ready for child suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was not going to be on my hands. Um, so the, the girl disappears. I try to come. Okay, fine. Yeah, no, she she's... I fail in my comfort check. I will save. I will save um, my jars for later. I think you. I think you rescued that pretty well, like as well as you could, given just how like that. That's a pretty hard question right there. Uh, so the party gathers that evening. Yeah, Ferris actually. I mentioned that I wanted to like um, cook this kobold, and he like tries uh, spicing right. it. And he, he tries a lot of things. He's gonna bring in multiple plates. And anyone who's in the room, he's going to offer some of this uh, some of this meal to it. You tell them Wait. what it is. Oh yeah, no, I told I told them it's kobold. I tell them I've been like I've been perfecting the recipe, and I, I've tried a little bit of it. And honestly, I think it's quite delicious. Where did you cook it? Right outside. So you like started you, you had built your own cook fire. You didn't. Like, oh yeah, I made my own cook fire. Cap- like I, I, captain's quarters. No, no, no. Fer- Ferris. I'll- you know, took David's advice to heart and just kind of went outside and did his did his shit on his own. And he, he brings it into the group and he says, truly, I've, I've tasted it. And honestly, I think it's quite delicious. Just needed the right spicing. Given that's a chance to uh, build bridges with Faris, right? He's always so angry and upset about everything. I'll uh, I'll try the, the cobalt meat. Do I have to roll a corrupt skill? Uh, yeah. you can decide. Does, is there like yeah. advantage or something? Since I am, I did roll that uh, that cooking skill. See if I can make the kobold meat usable. Yeah. Sure. Did, you, did you pass your save? Did you do a good roll? I did. I did succeed very hard. On, yeah. Uh, but I guess. But I guess it, it tastes quite nice then. So I'll I'll eat it. And you know, being on the in a campaign or on a battlefield, you've had to eat horrible things before. So it's not like it's that unusual. I say, do you know what, Faris? This isn't this isn't that bad. Are they the only two eating it? I, I brought in four does, plates, and it's does, I've got like an extra one sitting in the room. Right. Oh, grab. oh, it's, oh, it's just the party. It's not like it's yeah. Uh, it's just the four of us. I, I took yeah. it to like our room specifically. Try it, Grimes. It's, it's he can cook. With all due respect, Captain, that is an order I will be disobeying. Suit yourself. I'm probably really distracted by my previous um, encounter. Uh, and I probably just absentmindedly eat whatever Ferris puts in front of me at this <laughs> point. Like, I've, I've half listened, and I, all I've really heard is there's food, and he's made it, and I'm just, I'm still thinking about, <laughs> about the, um, right. the potential for child suicide, which I'm not thrilled about. And uh, I think I just absentmindedly, like, start snacking on some kobold. Just, like, going on it. God's curse you all. Grimes, <laughs> the criminal, is the only one with any morality around here. I don't think I do it on purpose. I just think it's just like an absent-minded right, thing. Right. right. So, uh, the sun is setting. It's getting chilly. Not that it isn't already cold. Um, and you guys have to decide where you're going and what you're doing. So I think, uh, open to discussion, but I think we should head back to the tomb and see if we can't try and track down Moose's lair on the way. I agree. I was going to say, Moose's lair is probably... It's straight to the south, right? That's what we were roughly given like by Nash. When we first traveled, uh, if I look at notes, we traveled approximately four and a half miles south. Uh, and then we were traveling easty about like this yeah. in the middle of the day when we ran into them. So I, I believe if we travel to here, I, 
Wasn't it along the beach? Yeah, it was either no. this cove or... No, it was along Frozen River where we met Knowles. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was about here. So it could be in like track, an area we, like that, maybe? I thought, but we tracked them, I believe. We definitely had a... We definitely ambushed some Knowles along, along the coast. the river, and then we followed them along the river toward the coast. That's, that's true. I could okay. have I sworn that... It uh, is Neil. most likely that the Knowles live in the middle, and we're going to coast for hunting. I believe if we go to a area, we can we can track down uh, uh, Musa. It's possible. And I believe if we give him steel axe, tell him of yeah. demise of Bokasa, perhaps we could get him on our side to yeah. hunt little kobolds for us. And to have someone take us to the Great War. A mutual alliance between humans and gnolls. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think we should get hung up on finding it, though. Like, I think if we, we spend a day or two looking for it and we don't find it, we should just carry on to the tomb. Agreed. If we tarry around the area a bit, I can always look to see if I find null tracks, signs of activity in the area. Yeah. And if not, yeah. we can just continue on our way. And then I, I, I mentioned the fact that, um, you know, there, there could be an old lost town near the base of the mountain where the tomb was. Um, because it's unlikely that they just build out in the middle of nowhere. They probably built it near a town. So maybe we could um, search around the base of the mountain for something like that as well. So the plan is to go to the big brown circle, search that for a few days, and then uh, head back towards the tomb. Maybe not, maybe that not even a circle. few days, but yeah. But but yeah, something like that. Maybe search it for a day, camp mm -hmm. out there, and then because if we camp in that area, there's a good chance that we might get attacked by gnolls, and that's the best way to find it, right? We just capture one and tell them what we're trying to do. Show him Sanko's. Uh, we could weapon. probably avoid a avoid a fight entirely with our yeah, yeah, with our yeah. null speaking comrade here. Yeah. So if we can, like, make ourselves look like an easy target, I suppose that's the easiest way to find them, maybe. But yeah, I think look for Musa and then resolve that, and then head to the tomb. Okay. That's um, about twenty-seven square miles within this. This uh, circle. It's about six miles mm -hmm. across. Yeah, I imagine our goal. I would cut that circle in half. I don't think we should. I'm just gonna start drawing. You can get rid of it. I think everything like this side we don't need to look at. Maybe even like more. Yeah, right? they were I would, I would focus more. like this direction and this direction. Okay. Yeah. I was going to suggest. Yeah, we either like explore one area in big detail, or we just go through it, kind of like this a little bit, and just snake through. Yeah, I would just snake through on our way here. Yeah. We'll see how far we can get the first day. Maybe yeah. we're camping in the area. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, on our way down. All right, so then after so searching it's this It's the evening, area, right, when I when I brought in all this food. And I guess before the next day, I'll see if I can tell what the weather's going to turn to tomorrow. Sure. Like, watch the clouds for a bit before the sun sets. Give me and that. And see oh. what I find. I, I just cannot pass a survival check. Uh, not so hot. No. no. I, I probably was like cooking for too late. The it's just too dark. I can't really make an accurate it's reading overcast. of the clouds. You can't even see yeah. what's up. Um, yeah, like it's it's gotten dark at this there's stuff. Before we go to bed, um I wanna speak with Grimes about his knowledge of languages. Um okay. I just kind of I just wanna ask like he'll tell me is someone who is a 
knack for learning languages. I know it takes much time and skill to uh, pick up on these things. How is it you came across both knowledge of gnolls and kobolds? Oh, I don't know. I guess I just got an ear for it. Wickthorn uh, Renta is a big city. Uh, many races. Really? You find gnolls and kobolds in Wickthorn Yes, that place. I nod. Gnolls in the hills. Kobolds in the gutters. And you speak with them? From time to time. I know you, you can't understand what we're saying, but my, uh, my knoll is pretty crude. Hmm. Much of, yeah. It is very interesting that uh, you among men decide to speak with monsters. You've <laughs> not heard of anyone else who has spent time learning language of creatures that seek our death. You have studied much elven, have you not? Hiv, yes. Are you saying I elves wish. are monsters? No, but they seem to seek our death. This is a fair point. I find... Do have society like elves? Elves have been around for generations. They have societies, whole nation of elves. Is there a nation of kobolds, gnolls? Uh, they have society, but not like elves. Hmm. More, more tribal packs. It's very interesting. You'll have to, you'll have to take me when we get back to a place where gnolls and kobolds speak with humans and not immediately fight them. I find it's... it very interesting. I didn't, I didn't say there wasn't fighting. So you learned their language as you fought them. You are a very talented man. Or rather, learned my language to not fight them. So, uh, you guys are gonna, <laughs> next time on Frozen Frontier, we're going to scout out this purple area, the, the, this brown area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then head down back to the crypt. Yeah. Uh, and look in search of more. Either secret oh. places in the crypt itself or nearby locations of interest. And we we want to give our symbologist a chance to inspect the tomb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the very least, just bring back the furs. Yeah. I think we've also got a stash of fur. Don't is we need to wait cave? for the sled to be finished before we can go in that case? There is, oh, right. Well, the sled is being worked upon yesterday and today. It should be good to go by tomorrow. Okay. So, really? So, I, so, I, I mean, it, it is a primitive version of the sled. Yeah, it's literally just like... Yeah, when the next it, morning comes... playing some boards and nail them together. Mm -hmm. When the next morning comes, I'm going to memorize Detect Magic. And I'm going to stare at Grimes a little bit. See if he's got a babblefish. Babblefish? Yes. Babblefish. Um, okay. Hitchhike um, is guides to the galaxy. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, 
then we will pick up next, not next weekend, because I'm unfortunately out of town, but the weekend after that. Oh. It's gonna be it's... the 23rd, as long as everyone else can make that date, which we'll plan offline. Fine. Wait, the 23rd of July, oh, wait, of July. Um, yeah, no, actually that probably works, mate. Should be fine. Yep. Uh, and then we'll see you guys head to the tomb, recover your gear, and then hopefully set out from there. Are you just going to go like, get the stuff from the tomb and bring it back and then head out again? Seems uh, kind awesome. of like a waste of a. No, I think exit. I think that like the, the tomb is what we'll go to before we go back, right? So like, yeah. sure, we, we might, we might explore the area but... around the tomb, but then like we'll visit the tomb before we head back. I think it depends as well. I think if we get back to the tomb and our rations are untouched and all the stuff still as we left it, then we can start to think of it as like a staging ground. Whereas if it, mm-hmm. if we go back and there's monsters in there and stuff's been messed with, then obviously it's not safe. Yeah. How expensive would it be to buy people? Um. I mean, like, is, more it, soldiers, is it legal in Drek? More oh. soldiers for the fort, but instead of in the fort, put them in the in the tomb. Yeah. Uh, there's right? a, a I, I gave you a list of like possible things you can buy. One Did of those people, things were there is, people in there? One of them is constructing a fort, and constructing a fort also includes the manning of that fort. But what if we don't could want we not, a fort? Yeah, could we, we not man people in a that? tomb? That's not really something that you are able to do. You can't requisition soldiers to assist you on this mission. Um, this is a I, I very think what he like, means is like preliminary searching of this mm-hmm. section of the world, and the kingdom is not willing to risk too many lives on this mission until it can be proven to be uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Lucrative. You know, like if yeah. you come across a an iron mine or a gold mine and you say, hey, we want to build a mine like, you know, have people work this mine, the kingdom will very happily work with you to get that done. But if you say, we want X number of people to do this task for us, they're going to say, No. What if we say we want to build a fort, but we don't need any of the materials or crafting? We just have we can to just right occupy the tomb. That's like that's the sort of thing that you might actually have to go back to the mainland to discuss with them. That's like a. Uh, sure. It's not something that's easily done. Sure. There, okay. are, there are you can't we can't hire like a blacksmith, right? Yes, you can import a blacksmith to live in Fort Wick. You'd actually okay. have to expand the fort to give them more room because there's sure. like, not enough housing yeah. in there, but. Yes, you can bring individual specific skilled people, but not just like general soldiers to hold down an area. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that is it for this week's Frozen Frontier. We will see you in two weeks. Experience? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Okay. So uh, there is a a large kobold slaughter that went down. Yep. It was almost so one-sided as not to give experience, but I think <laughs> you did send them away with a... They were armed. They posed a threat. Yeah, so it was only because I was Almost too unthreatening. Almost. Um, but you did send them packing with kind of a, a message to, to leave your people alone. Um, Yaromir learned a bunch of spells. Mm-hmm. Do we get to split that experience? Maybe, sort of. I don't know. You guys survived your first blizzard and kind of learned about how brutal and devastating it can be out here. 
Um, one other thing that I wanted to do. It's a minor point, so I'm going to only give a little bit of experience for it. But you did learn the tenacity of kobolds to set ambushes. I think that's one of the, the lessons that gets talked about in the fort, is that the kobolds clearly planned this ambush alongside the road of where the caribou were going, because they, they hopped from either side and from snowdrift. So it was like a, a clearly planned out ambush. Um, and I think that is something that is worthwhile to you as characters, but also as experience to, yeah. to know that these creatures are smart enough and well-organized enough to plan these things. Um... We did a bunch of good role-playing today. Let's add in a bunch of role-playing experience and divide all of this by four. So everybody can take home 542 and a half, because I know you guys love your halves experience. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, say that again, I was Five forty-two and a half. Awesome. So for most of us, that will bring it to six two three one point seven five. No. Five hundred ninety-seven, shouldn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. Total experience. Sorry, six thousand. Uh, right. Two hundred thirty-one point seven five forty-two, which will level Grimes. Uh, you've got the ten percent. Don't forget on the five forty-two as well. I mean, equals. Yeah. So five ninety-six seventy-five. Plus, round that up. Round that shit up. I'm gonna go ahead. Yep. I guess I will go ahead and roll my HP. Well, let me bring up the dice camera. You ready? Uh, yeah. Six. Oh god, it was cut off, but a six. That's nice. That's very good. Yep. And I think I get a new some new proficiencies. I get thief skills, which I'll deal with this week. So I think for my weapon proficiency, I'll probably get dual wielding at this point. Although I two getting a better main hand, might, yeah, two up fighting. Although getting, which I think mechanically it's the best. Although I think getting yeah. a better main hand at some point, so maybe an axe proficiency next time. Okay. Yeah. And for non-weapon, if we can work it in I, to the story, like to the story, now that Nash is gone, I may want to try and pick up skiing. We'll see if that works uh, out. So I'll leave the slot open. Sure. For, if you can timing. get the skis and put in practice with them and kind of figure out how mm-hmm. to work them, you can get the skiing proficiency. But without a, a teacher, you're going to have to do some, like it'll have to be the focus of de- of time. Yeah. Did uh, Nash mention skiing? I don't think he ever did, but okay. maybe you remember a conversation with him? I, I can't. I don't know. Maybe. Awesome. All right. And Grimes, you have a hundred points to put into your thief skills, right? Is it a hundred each level? It's a hundred points with each skill taking the number of points Mm -hmm. it needs to get to the next level. So if it's 15, it needs 16 points to get to 16 and then 17 to get to 17. So take, what is that, like 33 to get to there? Yeah. Um, So I'll deal with that math over the week. I think that's it cool cool we will see you guys in a couple of weeks uh, okay uh, discussion thread is going up right now sweet right. awesome good week good discussion thread last week by the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was all right that's it we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks bye bye bye